It is 1899, the turn of the 20th century. 23 years after the extraordinary British scientist Phileas Fogg went around the world in 80 days, he now seeks to better his own feet, to travel to any seven destinations on the planet, no matter how far within the year. Fogg will then justifiably become the head of the Royal Academy of Science. There's just one small problem. Phileas Fogg is a cad, a philanderer, a murderer, and a monster. Only a small group of dashing heroes know the truth, and only they can stop him in an adventurous race around the world. Sugar-Fueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, presents The World's Most Wondrous Year, a Savage World's Pulp Adventure. A small word of warning, this game is played at a table with a baby and a toddler. Expect a little bit of crying and some periodic toddler commentary throughout the podcast, but that dies off about 30 minutes to an hour in when we put the kids to bed. Thanks for your patience. Episode 27. So when last we left our heroes, we had come down to the Amazon jungle to meet uh, Dr. Amelia Hunt the famous explorer and Mm -hmm. former student of Professor Strange. Um, You had learned that um, she was studying the cult of of Kilquato, the local god of poison, crocodiles, healing and hunger. All strange combinations. Um, That's... I assume people probably need a refresh on this it's been a couple of weeks um, that they were an ancient doomsday cult <coughs> attempted to end the world by summoning this um, essentially great old one this primal spirit of hunger Kilquato um, and they were stopped by a plucky black band of heroes naturally mm-hmm. yep. um, and um, the cult still exists in the jungle in fact you saw one of them when they poisoned Dr. Hunt Yeah. Um, and then upon being captured he committed suicide with a poisoned tooth to avoid having his mind read mm-hmm. yeah. and you are currently in Dr. Hunt's hut um, a corpse tied to a pole with a corpse tied to a pole because <laughs> that's how we do she is essentially <coughs> in a coma um, and will basically very slowly but inexorably die like you've literally got a couple of months before um, before she goes down and um, people have read her journal that was full of useful information I have, yeah. Right. That's so good, because I don't have it. So I'm going <laughs> to it somebody. Would you like it back? Uh, would people like me to read this again? Yes, please. So, entry one. Incredible. Incredible. The lost tribe of Kilquato truly do exist. When I have enough information for publication, those fools at the university will see the truth of this matter. After years of fruitless searching through the jungle, I found them. Now that I know, it should be reachable in a matter of weeks. Down the river, river south of Ballon, branching right at the river. It's taken me years to work out the code. 
It relates to the strange warped size of the local caiman teeth, attributed to Kilquato's grace. From the first obvious point, the river branches the, the river branches run like a true polyphidont till one reaches the great moor. Not in any direction past it, but down into that black moor the route goes. Past the river, a simple eastern heading by foot through the heart of the jungle, but a week's walk leads to what I have dubbed Kilquato River, for it appears on no maps. Again, the size of the teeth is key. I will return resupplied for more observations. Entry 2. The temple of Kilquato appears to be a death trap. I have seen men forced inside. Tribal cannibals? Poachers? Sacrifices? I may never know, and heard only screams from within. Still, my researchers will allow me to plumb its secrets. Entry 3. I have seen the eye, and it is beyond all belief. I have pierced the temple at last, a deadly maze of traps. If only that falling log trap hadn't crushed my camera. The world would not understand from a description of this alone. As soon as I have helped Amanda, I must return. Entry 4. My friend Amanda tells me that Maxwell von Braun murdered her husband. <coughs> I would like to think she speaks the truth on Braun, <coughs> but the poor deer is suffering from an illness and is fixated on her curious cat. Regardless, when the fog party turned up, I had little choice. It seemed I was beneath Phileas's notice. If only he knew I was sitting on the greatest anthropological find of South America. Maxwell was a silent, soulless man. I cared little for him, but I owe his sister Elsa for saving me from aboriginal marauders while exploring an Australian Kilquato connection years ago. That fool Phileas barely looked at the signatory I gave him, instead asking about helicopters. What he wanted with one is beyond me. Even if Miguel was prepared to lend him his bird, I understand its range is strictly limited. And that's what you've got. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am taking the map I think we have and that we took from the library at, um, when we were doing research. Yep. Um, uh, with the ley lines, can I see if any of that crosses over with any of the information from this? Um, like, I know this is all vague, and that's yeah, all yeah, vague, yeah. but... Yeah, so basically what you found from that map is you've sort of got this broad, general chunk of jungle yeah. where there's no records of it, presumably lost cultures, um, where the ley line kind of passes through it and then passes out the other side, and the centre point is somewhere in there. Um, it, it would certainly match with what you've got here. Okay. Um, this This will... Presuming it's a vaguely easterly heading somewhere, that would definitely take you from Valand into that circle. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so um, I think we've um, potentially Doctor Strange will make Doctor Hunt as comfortable as she can. Yep. Pete will cut um, our native friend down from the tro- down from the pole and um, bury him somewhere nearby in the jungle. With the shovel from the um, deluxe survival kit. Yeah. Um, on the basis that, you know, we sort of need to. The good news yeah. is, based on the um, you, what your diagnosis of Quantain, the slow-acting but completely incurable so poison, awesome. um, is that she is pretty much going to, going to go into almost bordering on a suspended animation coma. She will theoretically starve and dehydrate, but... Um, at a phenomenally slow rate. She'll literally be dead of the poison long before she's risking um, dying of either of those things. Okay. So she doesn't actually need a lot in the way of care. Just you know, needs to stay You probably want to tell the village just what's <laughs> happened rather than just leave, but... Um, yeah, I imagine that'll be our next stop after... Um, and in fact, 
We might brief them before I bury the fellow and yep. so they can yep. see him for themselves. Yep. There is a general response of, of vague panic. Mm. Dr. Hunt is a, pretty much a celebrity and well-liked around these parts. Uh, but they have no solutions for you and are more than happy to assist you however they can, yeah, which is, is pretty much no useful way. Yeah, but we'll tell them we're going to endeavour to track down the eye and, and cure her. Hola. Thank you, brave heroes. <laughs> Hola. Hola. CGM, he only knows four words of Spanish. <laughs> Mi amo y la. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not true, you could... Translate bits of the um Yeah, if I can see it written. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you know El Zorro. Mm-hmm. El Zorro. <laughs> oh, it's Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's um Mass and Minutes you could translate on the um Team Titans cartoon. Regardless of what I don't speak a word of is Portuguese. Ah, yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I, I it's it's similar enough to Spanish that I could extrapolate at a very vague degree, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to risk your life. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, as pop NPCs, they just say, oh, a lot. <laughs> like English and American. <clears throat> Two completely different languages. <laughs> well, they s- 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 simultaneous translators for all the foreign language diplomats, and no, that doesn't include the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> So, what do you want to do with your lives? This is the situation as you understand it. Well... You have that journal there. And you are looking for the Eye of Kilquato. Said to cure all poisons and heal any wound. Is it late evening at this point? Um, Yeah, because you were hanging out when you were into the evening. So so it's now getting on to late evening, sort of 11 o'clock-ish. I think... Stay in the village overnight and head into the jungle in the morning when it's not your... At dawn break... Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dark. <laughs> what I wanted to do was see if there was any way where we could, there was any way I could, before the morning, um, try and find on the maps uh, a starting point. Or, uh, or if it, is it all too vague? Well, you have a starting point based on the route, based on the route she went. Yeah. Down the river south of Balon, but branching right. Yeah. Yeah. So I Balon think being the village that you're currently in. I think we can start following the directions. We'll just have to try and figure out as we go what the heck she was talking about when it gets a bit more obscure. I'd like to photograph the pages. Yeah, by all means. And you should clearly photograph the temple so that when she regains consciousness, we have some photos of it. Plus, you know. There's a remote possibility it might collapse in the course of her expedition. I mean, you can you you can look through the journal at length over the course of the evening. You yeah. basically find it's a string of theories about what the cult might be doing or what the Quarto might be or what the eye might be, which pretty much matches with the information Doctor Strange has already given in her info dump. Yeah. And then there's the pertinent passages which the GM has conveniently written out for you. We appre- and we appreciate. Like mm-hmm. that. We appreciate not having. <laughs> We appreciate not having to trawl through 200 pages of Quarto notes. Yeah, like, like I'm ever going to write that much detail. This is not Skyrim. Yeah. I'm not writing novels just for you to find <laughs> while you wander around. You could always hire out Cameron. Matthew Breed. <laughs> if you ever need a little detail for a role-playing game, Matthew Breed is your man. Did he, like, 
work out the uh, tropical season for a particular type of fruit. Just oh, as part of the we, we had um, one of the NPCs loosely related to him was a rich girl uh, who, who was essentially a rich, spoiled girl um, whose father was paying for her to live in this faraway city. And Matthew said to me as the GM, okay, you know, I should probably know this. What's her father into that he made his money in? And I'm like, oh, this is completely relevant to the character. Orchards. Yeah, it's a fancy world, so orchards. Okay. Then he came back to me the next day with a five and a half page email about he'd worked out what crop her father must grow based on what we'd previously established about the star movements, the relative temperatures, the aridity of the environment, etc. I'm just like, you what? You could have just said peaches, dude. I'm perfectly happy for you to fill it in. You know, I've just I've just plucked orchards out of nowhere because the important part, for, for as far as I'm concerned, is that she's rich and has relationship problems with her father, not the, not where the money comes from. But now I know why peaches. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, you have your you yep, have so your supplies. You have your boat. Yep. So we're gonna take the boat and head down river. Okay. Take me back to the real world. So we will walk that journal out. Yeah. Um, so you head down to the river. It's just me, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know that song. Yay. I'm not just singing to myself pointlessly. One of the songs I know about rivers is spirituals. <laughs> so is that one. Uh-huh. Probably less so than your Christian rock. Though. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you proceed, basically, the river that you have followed to Bellon turns south, turns south past the village, unsurprisingly they've built it on the river for yeah. very obvious reasons, and branches off into two branches. So we take the right one. The journal is very clear, so you take the right one. Yep. And you follow this down for about two days. Yep. And this brings you to another recovery period, if anyone is actually still injured. Yes, Yes. we all are, I think. Spirit? Uh, Spirit for physical... Sorry. Spirit for mental, uh, vigor for physical. That's why I'm not passing it. Uh, You can, in fact, heal them both simultaneously if you have multiples. And we regain power points. I got a six. No, I got another six. Really? Oh, oh, sorry, power points. Yes, yes, of course. Sorry. You remove many wounds. So did you finally lose that that physical wound? Yay. Wipes brow. Fine. Minus two. Oh, you said. Oh, you got a weapon. You can't spend you? one of your hero yeah, points to bring heaps. it up if you so desire. Yeah. Um, I'm just the white one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, today. I? I probably should. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not having a minus. That hero point will give you not a minus. It will give you plus one to every roll you make from now on. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty hard to beat. So that's um, just minus yeah, one. Yeah. So you now get a success, basic success of four, which removes one of your wounds. So Jonathan's less horrible features. Oh yes. Pete effortlessly removes his first physical wound of the game. Before it ever penalised him. Yeah, yeah, you were ignoring it anyway though. <laughs> yes, but now if I, I get actually, it. No, you've, you've probably actually made a couple of rolls in the chasing and the spotting and that sort of mm. thing in there. 
Doesn't she ignore the first point of the one? Yes, right? yes, yes. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's actually being used. Because we did have the scene where you pursued the um, escaping Kilquato cultist. Yeah. yeah. You know, you looked for him, you ran after him, etc., etc. Yeah, but why would my wound penalty apply there when it doesn't apply to anything else? Well, no, no, as in I'm saying, you've actually used nerves of steel in the course of the campaign. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You've yes. now actually been wounded and, and proceeded to make rolls. Yeah, yes, no, that's completely true. I have made a, bu- I have made a whole bunch of rolls since getting injured on the bullet, and I have not been penalised for them. We had that whole boat chase. <laughs> yeah, the whole boat chase and then native chase, so yes. Okay. And... So everyone's now uninjured except Jonathan, and even Jonathan only has one wound. Yes, a couple of days more to recover, and we are largely recovered from that point. Let's not do that again. Yeah. <laughs> sail through uneventful jungle for about two days. Um, basically sailing this, this actually, you know, reasonably pimp craft. Down yeah, there. yeah. You, you will find as you go exploring through it um, before you leave where there should be emergency fuel and all that kind of thing. There's instead lots of excess hair gel, yeah. which yeah. probably goes overboard and is yeah. replaced by your emergency fuel. Yep, sounds good. Um, but you have this machine gun mounted on the front of your boat, so no more river pirates are going to trouble you. Yeah. Um, as, the, as we learned in the first Star Wars game, there's nothing quite like stealing from criminals to give you an awesome craft. Yeah. <laughs> the, first, the first night, you basically pull up on the pull up on the shoreline, pull the boat out of the water, um, climb out, make a fire. Jonathan has no real trouble with all this basic survival stuff. Um, those of you who are more city slicker types might be slightly unnerved by the Amazon jungle. That is very thick and menacing. On the other hand, you are pulp heroes. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it's an adventure. dark out. It is dark, yeah. You got to say, very dark. Yes, it is very, <laughs> it's in fact very dark in the Amazon jungle. It's basically the fire, and then the about a meter long circle around the fire. I'm staying as close to the fire as possible without actually injuring myself. Yeah, yeah. The sleeping bag gets pulled up to the side of the fire. If I could sleep in the fire without hurting myself, I would. Pete's going to monitor Mara's relative presence to the fire in terms of her not actually catching, rolling into it and catching herself. At, at some Maybe point in the... Maybe on stone barricades so you can't At some point in the night she sleep. sort of rolls slightly <laughs> sideways. Rolls back again. Yeah. <laughs> Bounces yeah. off my little stone barricade. Thank you. That's pretty much the first day. Uh, mid-afternoon like the next day. <laughs> the river branches. <laughs> okay. Two branches. All right. It's the complicated word. Branch. Okay, so... Down the river, south of Boulogne, branching right at the river. It's taken me years to work out the code. It relates to the strange warp size of the local Cayman teeth, attributed to Clato's great. From the first obvious point, the river branches like a true polyphodont... Polyphodont. Polyphodont. Polyphodont, till one reaches the Great Moor. Okay, what's a polyphidont? Intelligence Multiple checks something. for all? Yeah. Uh, academics, in fact. Yay! Oh. Okay. It's a big word. <laughs> uh, seven? Eleven. Seven. Okay. Pete, of course, has no idea what a polyphidont is. It's no. not American. No. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, back to my stupid penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not on this though, because it's not common knowledge. It's yeah. actually academic knowledge. Yeah, but you know, in general. Um, I, I did know this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but, um, uh, essentially, there are two kinds of teeth. Um, there are the human ones, which are 
derma something, dermodont or something in that neighborhood. I knew the word a couple of weeks ago because I looked mm. it up and now I've forgotten. Uh, where your teeth are basically flat. They are the same size, give or take. Um, a polyphidont, however, is a creature... Uh, crocodiles are prominently polyphidonts, as are several other creatures. They have redundant teeth. So what they have is a big one, that is the tooth they actually use, and then just behind it there is a little tooth growing out because over the course of their lifespan they will... human. The, the distinction being that humans will lose one set of teeth, gain more, and then you don't get any more. Crocodiles will run through 50 sets in their lifetime without blinking. Oh, so like they, sharks. Yeah, they lose teeth all the time and regrow new ones. And specifically, they have baby teeth already growing out. So essentially, when the big one breaks off, within days, the new one will be growing through. It's how their physiology works. Oh. Actual science! Woo! They're always teething. Okay, so now yeah. we know what a polyphidont is. What I don't get is how that makes gives us an understanding of which river crossing to take. Smaller river crossing? Well, there's clearly something... That's so, three teeth references. So a code that's related to the strange warp size of the local Cayman teeth attributed to Kilquato's grace. Um, so... It's, there's something about whatever's unusual about the local crocodiles and their teeth. Right, so what we probably need... And then, need to and then the with... river branches like a poly, like a true polyphidon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, 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 we may need to actually catch a crocodile and take a look at their teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you may. Okay. Alright, survival checks to catch a crocodile. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, no, me and me and Jonathan are going to be the crocodile catchers. Actually, I have it in, in skill now. So oh no, wait, me and Doctor Strange and Jonathan are going to be the crocodile catchers. No, I, I have it. I have it as a skill. Okay, so this is basically the two of you basically go off into the go go off into the trees, pull out your knives and machetes and all that sort of oh thing. Oh my gosh, the old you've, you've got survival this. kits, you will stuff, yeah. and basically bring down branches and that. And you're actually making a crocodile trap here, okay? Which essentially is. Like a fish trap, it's a it's a big cage. The crocodile swims into, then the draw draw door drops. Yes, yes, a big long cage like that. The door then drops down behind it. Mm. Um, Then you need to, in your case, because you're not trying to you're trying to look at its teeth rather than anything else. You probably want to knock it out, which shouldn't be terribly hard once it's in a cage. No, Hmm. that's what wrenches are for. Oh, I was just going to say I'll make a heel check, but okay. <laughs> well, okay, you can, what, how are you going to heel check it? Chloroform the crocodile. <laughs> I, 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 have, you... like, I, I have ways. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. You, I am a nurse, okay? If you say so. <laughs> I, I, have, I have ways of doing things. So can you make me a survival check? Whoever's oh, I'll Yep. So this is not going to be a lengthy, drawn-out scene, which no, will roll lots and lots of dice. Needs. But if you if you fuck it up, this is where you start getting bitten by crocodiles. Yep. Yeah. I get a four. So success. Okay. So it's already paying off. Yeah, because it would have been a failure without yeah. the um. Voice. So. Yeah. You catch a crocodile. You catch a crocodile in your crocodile trap Yee. using a combination of healing and wrenches. <laughs> you knock it out. Yeah. Pull it out. Pete will do the opening, the mouth opening, as yep. being the most appropriate crocodile wrestler. Can, can I just say? I think um, the guy that we went to talk to in that um, little village in, in um, 
Transylvania totally taught us how to do this. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah we, did, we, did, we, we did actually hang out with the crocodile trapper. Yeah. The crocodile trappers. <laughs> they were exactly like the swamp villagers from Avatar. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> I, think I think they wore pants, which yeah. is an asset. This whole really really Avatar would have been good if they had worn pants. They would have been. So I've I've botched quite a piece of my description leading up here. When you hit this branch in the river, you're not looking at two branches; you're looking at a good dozen. Oh, yeah, so, which yeah, is yeah. where you start. Which is where you really stop and go well. If it was left or right, we could guess. Yeah. But at this point, we need to actually work out what the hell we're doing. Yeah. So, um, you dentistize the crocodile. Yeah. You pull its mouth open, and even to a complete layman who knows nothing about crocodiles or teeth whatsoever, it's very obvious that there is something off about it. Um, for starters, it's got it, it's got big, sharp teeth, and then four massive. You know, clashing canine. Well, these are canines, aren't they? Your beauty yep. ones. Yeah, canine-esque teeth. But the one on the bot, the one on the bottom right, and the one on the top right are much larger, giving it almost a, a layer. They're at least a, they're at least twenty five percent larger than the other teeth, which means the crocodile's face actually warps up slightly and sort of yeah, does this two faced thing. <laughs> It's it's very strange, Jonathan. You're yeah. passingly familiar with what a regular crocodile looks like. You've done some some animal work in your in your past. Um, it's it's an odd mutation. It doesn't seem to be inherently particularly useful, nor terribly detrimental. It's not far enough to actually warp their face or allow food to escape or anything like that. It's just this oddity that it is the. Um, you go, hmm. Okay, so starting from the middle, based on how normal academics work for polyphytons. So that would be the fifth tooth from the right is the the fifth tooth and right bottom <coughs> up and down are the ones that are bigger than the other ones. Okay, so it's the fifth branch of the river then. From the right. You, you tell me. Right. That's what you observe about crocodile teeth. Okay, but we don't know how many branches of the river there are, so we, like... Yes, if you, if you the fifth branch from the right, you could point to is that one. Right. Yep. Um, so mm. that that passage it said like a true polyphytant. So specifically, it said um, the code is related to the strange warp size of their teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, from the f- and then from the first obvious point. The river branches. The river branches run like a true polyphyton. First obvious point. Yeah. Like a true, so not like the messed up ones. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe that it's... sounds like we take the first from the first obvious point. It's related to the size of the caiman teeth, so we take the fifth branch. Yeah. And then from there, yeah, we follow what the caiman, the big caiman teeth of a regular caiman. Yeah. But I don't really know. I, I think um, you're right. Uh, are we certain that this is the teeth that we're meant to be looking at? Yeah, we yes. are certain that this is a local caiman. Okay. It says right there the warp size of the local caiman. <laughs> if we open the caiman's mouth, its teeth were warped. So we're on the right track in that part. Yeah, and, I just and don't know other, how that relates other to than it's, Other than its slightly odd teeth, this looks to you like a perfectly ordinary Amazonian crocodile. Yeah. I, I, I get you to take some photos of the teeth so that we can send them back to those villages. 
They're, they're, they're vaguely dangerous, but compared to you as dashing folk heroes, you wouldn't really sweat them in any way, shape, yeah. or form. I kind of figured we aim for a small, a, a baby, a crocodile, anyway. Yeah, they're just they're, they're not yeah. super, super huge, super I dangerous. I feel bad about knocking out a baby crocodile. Well, we'll put it. You know, we, you locked it out with drugs, the humane method. We're going to put it back in the river. We're not going to kill it or anything. <laughs> We'll put it you back can, we can, put it, we can put it back in the river next to some meat if you like. You know, when it wakes up, we'll have a snack. <laughs> um, so yeah, take the. I think Helen's right, take the fifth from the. Fifth from the right? Right? Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, we're just going to. Unless anyone well, has that's, any better that's ideas. What I, I think Helen's right, so unless anyone else. So you start the boat up and. Yep. <laughs> Head down the path. Right, the river weaves back and forward for some while. Um, there's no obvious sign you're right or wrong, but you're not expecting one at yeah. this point. Um, and this goes on. You pull over. You stop again for the night. Next day, about midday, uh, you hit another branch in the river. Um, this one, a simple, t- a simple double branch, because the river. This is how the river system works. It just goes <laughs> everywhere. This one is a double branch and. The clear distinction between these ones is one of them's big and one of them's little. Take the big one. Yeah, I think it's the description. From the first obvious point, the river branches run like a true polyphidont until one reaches the Great Moor. So I think we're looking for the big branches. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go down the big one. Yeah. And you go down the big one, follow it for a couple of hours, it branches again. Big one, little one. Let's go down the big one. Can people give me an academics check? Ooh, we might have made a mistake there. We might have made to take the little one because it was behind the big one. Four, six. Seven. Okay. So, you take the second big river and this one seems to become thinner and thinner and thinner. And Jonathan, success with a raise? Success without a raise, sorry? Yes, yeah, that, that would okay. be. And, and you're just yeah. thinking, you know, this one's gone on for a couple of hours without a branch. You're just thinking to yourself, hmm. And then Jonathan, of course, is, is sort of day, daydreaming and do, dozing slightly in this hot Amazonian sun. And then he sits bolt upright as you realize, my God, of course. In a true polyphytont, the big tooth is always followed by the tiny one. Oh, right. Yes. Okay, yep. We turned and the boat around after Johnson's Eureka moment. Oh, no. No. Uh-huh. No, you, you didn't get it right. Uh-huh. So at this point, can everyone give me a notice check? Mm-hmm. Notice is a D4. Who's driving, incidentally? Your, your usual Jonathan driving Peter system? Uh, well, Pete's normally driving. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah Pete, sorry. Pete's normally driving. It it's just really been Jonathan matter. because um, Pete's been jumping out of the boat and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter because I've also got piloting a D6. Yeah, so, so it's just kind of arbitrarily yeah. one of us. Yeah. So uh, th- let's say at this moment it's Pete, yeah. at other times it's Jonathan. Yeah. So we can just roll the D6 arbitrarily <laughs> to see who's driving on a particular side. Successes, raises, failures. I, did, I, I got a three. Six. Five. So success, success, success. So Pete, you're you're at the wheel doing that in this river is long and straight and you're doing that highway car ride thing. When you're yeah. awake, you're just not really paying yeah, attention. Yeah, I'm, I'm focusing exclusively on the river and not looking at the banks. It's a slight nod, nod, nod. I'm not quite paying attention. Uh, 
and Jonathan thinks this and then do, do you in fact do the Eureka scientist and sit both upright and go my god out loud um not not like that but I also sit up I, I think we should have taken the smaller oh, river huh and then I'll explain about yeah, the teeth. Because with polyphidans, the little yeah. the big tooth is always followed by a little, little tooth. And, and you go, oh, well, maybe we should turn around yeah. then. And, and that's when you hear the... Oh, crap. And Pete, you start to turn the boat around, but it seems to turn very slowly, as if the current is pulling strongly against it, like this river ends in a waterfall. Right, okay. One that... You have come to a conclusion just at the last moment before you went over the falls. <laughs> Which is better than the idea of a failing academic check where you go over the falls, then work out you went the wrong way. Uh-huh. Although truly we would have gotten a notice check to notice we were about to hit the falls if we'd failed the academics check. Yes, but only after the only as, as you, you get close, closer you again. Right, it would have been more difficult. So the, you are basically trying to turn the boat round, yeah. and the the current is taking you on. So the boat you can't just flip instantly. You've yeah. got to basically U turn it round in the river. And as you were doing so, you realise you are being pulled with the fall. The back end of the boat is starting to pull out. Yep. Now, you are essentially going to end up going over them unless you can pull this out with some dramatic driving and heroics and things. Okay, heroics sounds good for heroics. Let's do some. Let's do some anti-waterfall heroics. Yeah, I've got something. Okay. So we don't need to go to initiative or anything like okay, this. Okay, you so can pretty much go to whatever you want to do in whatever order you desire. Okay, you're all in a boat. There's no external force opposing you. All right. So what about I go last with my <coughs> actual driving chair? Can people contribute whatever dramatic things they want to contribute first to try and add bonuses or make it easier or whatever? So do you, want to, do you want to go first, Mark? Uh, yep. I will attempt to summon a. Water elemental? Water elemental to push the boat. Yep. Yep, makes sense. Yes. Yeah, you don't need to yeah. really worry about a raise. The hardy would be hardy. pretty relevant. So, uh, let's see, it has to be man-shaped. We're in the... We're in Portugal, in the Amazon. You know, I'm not really sure what to do with that. We're in Brazil in the Amazon. Brazil. Okay, I'll make it a rainbow serpent. <laughs> Fair enough. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, just looking to see what it actually does to help you. Uh, it automatically passes swim checks unless it's, you know, really, really hard, in which case it gets a D12 athletics. Alright. So, you you sort of, under, you vaguely understand what manner of creature you're summoning from before the dawn of time <laughs> at this point. Um, before man roams the earth. <laughs> uh, you have essentially two options that can assist with this, it, look, looking at its various abilities. It can either push the boat, like it literally gets behind it and starts swimming and shoving, trying to assist it in that fashion. <coughs> or you can use the, the more dangerous option where it can project its water spout, which will definitely make the boat go further, but not safely, per se. I think we all know the option Mara would choose. Yes, yes we all know the option. <laughs> so now, that she's, now that she's a fucking Mara stands on the back of the boat, pulls the pocket watch out, clicks it, and shouts, Rainbow Serpent, use water spout! <laughs> wow, he's hydro pump. It was super effective. Oh shit, we're gonna, we're gonna get wrecked. Alright, here's your bullet. 
two point oh. <laughs> Anyone else doing anything with this? Uh, is there any type of driving or piloting? Yes, you, you can assist. Yeah, I think, jo- I think Jonathan will make an assist check yeah. to make my piloting easier. No. Yeah, so I think you go down Sorry. to the back, no, jam the, actually physically force the motor down to the water and try and manually run the rudder, you know, getting it as good as you can while Pete mans the steering wheel and steers out of the rocks and that kind of thing. Anything you want to contribute? I was going to summon a crocodile. Do it! Have a, have a couple of crocodiles like support the sides. I don't know if I can get a couple. Okay, well, just uh, go the... You can go like how the um, how Black Magic did it. When they did the computer graphics after the race, and they said, and the reason we won the race, and it shows below, where instead of um, having a um, a ballast underneath uh, Black Magic, it was a sperm whale. <laughs> no, no, but, but what I'm saying is, you can have like the crocodile underneath, like the sperm whale was. I'm going to try summoning a crocodile, Jared. <laughs> so. Um, the trick here is remember that you're not actually summoning a creature into existence. I you're know. calling for one that's already here. Yeah. So you need a crocodile to already be in the river, which is pretty likely, yeah. but um, not a given. So can you roll me a d20 for a luck check? Mm. Basically, is there one okay. around you can actually see? Yes, yes, there is. Correct. <laughs> there was a crocodile right next to the boat. I'm not worried about this at all. <laughs> I want my baby back. Well, well, actually, under the boat, and as Doctor Strange, you know, reaches out, you can sense its crocodilian presence. Six. Oh yes. Six. I sense it with all of my spirit. <laughs> that was three sixes and a five, so I summoned it. Uh, twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> I summoned a crocodile. A crocodile it was amazing. Also helps to push the boat. Then. Can. <laughs> Doctor Strange, you can roll for your crocodile. Okay. Uh, it's it's presumably swimming because it's really only got one option of swim <laughs> up under the boat and push yeah. it, which is you're shouting out into the water. <laughs> yeah, I can speak bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete, you realise you're going over a cliff. You'll need all hands on deck, and yeah. you shout, you know, we're going over a waterfall. Yeah, I think, I think I was like, waterfall, yeah. <laughs> and I start going. <laughs> jo- Jonathan runs to the back to usefully brace the engine and try yeah. and crank more speed out of it. Yeah. Doctor Strange leans over the side and starts going <laughs> and Mara just sits in the back fiddling with her pocket watch. Yeah, well I have spent quite a bit of time hanging out with both We of all them. know I'm crazy. Yeah. It's bad but useful. It's possible to discern what they're doing. <laughs> Doctor Strange, can you give me an assistance roll using the crocodile strength of a D10? No wild dice for it. D10. Yeah, I was just trying to find the D10. It was, it was Jonathan, you can give me an assist using your driving. He, she already rolled one. It didn't work. Right, okay. And Mara, you are using water spout. Woo! Go. go ahead and roll the D10. Yours is nice and true. One. Okay, the crocodile fails to contribute. <laughs> yeah, the crocodile comes up under the boat and actually lifts it up slightly out of the water. You've got to slide down. do that, though. Can, like, oh, I've only got one fake point left. Yeah. Well, I've got two, and I want to use them on my driving check. I think it, I think uh, you're just gonna have to let one go. Fine. I summoned a crocodile, and it I made bubbling noises. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, if we get more than one round, you may be able to do something with it on the next round. And uh, Adam, can you give me a shooting check at a D8? Uh, <laughs> shoot the boat. <laughs> this is exactly what we want. Fine. Okay. And Pete. Yes. Uh, can you then give me a driving roll? Yep. Uh, 
plus two for the difficulty, plus two for the speed. Uh, at a flat nothing. Oh, okay. Is so that taking into account the water spout? Yes, yes. That's you giving you the plus two for the extra speed. Oh, okay. Cool. Otherwise, you're taking a minus two for the strength of the current, essentially. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes I can. Uh, that's a 15. Okay. Being, so, a, being a pulp hero, I'm only average at driving a boat, but I'm really great at preventing one from going over so the water. You turn the boat mightily and crank the engine and yeah. then... <laughs> frantically. Yeah. And, and as you roar it forward, it always seems to skip like you've hit a hard bump on the river and you think for a second that a crocodile might have just surfaced. <laughs> Bounce off it, jump and skip slightly. <laughs> oh and then there's this big rush of water as as far as Pete would determine it, you know, maybe backwash from the engine or yeah. something surges up against the back of the boat and throws it forward. Yeah. And you are thrown well clear of the um, the, the immediate suck of the waterfall. Oh my god, that poor and the boat skips and bounces and spins slightly as at speed you are thrown across the water. I, I'd like to think that being pulp heroes we don't injure animal companions and the yeah. crocodile merely um, Yeah, it basically jumps. sticks its head up, goes Sticks, it, it in fact comes up the wrong way, facing away from the boat, opens its jaws and goes, ah, and the boat goes, woof, up the ramp. Oh my God. Goes down. And we see the crocodile behind goes, huh? Uh, close the jaw. Close under again. Did someone call? Did someone call me? Whatever. It's a tough crocodile. Yeah. Smacked it clean on the knock well, moving at very low, low speed at that point, though. Because that's just the boat is to take into account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, anyway. Into a ramp. Um, as the boat skips and spins across the water, so Pete, you've got a 15 on your drive check, yep. which is two raises. Yeah. Okay, can everybody... Uh, yes, at this point, you can't fail them, so... Oh, no, that, no you can't fail them before and things. Can everyone give me an agility roll at plus two? Okay. So Pete's, Pete is going fast He is a superior driver So the bumps and skips are minimised I got a success with the plus two Yeah, success is all you need yeah. um, So you're adding plus two to that Oh, plus two, yeah, I got five, yeah. Yeah. yeah So you will only fail if you are substantively wounded Or crit fumble it, basically um, all, all you need is success so. <laughs> <laughs> but, really Unless you want to look really badass At which point you just stand there So Eight, huh. yeah, eight, you do look kind of badass, I would say, but Jonathan's actually quite angry. Yep. Okay. So there's a bump and a skip, and everyone goes boom in their yep. seats. Except Jonathan, who's standing at the back on the motor, holds it with one hand and manually, you know, stands up. And <laughs> 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 what the hell happened to Jonathan? The, the he sea, started off somebody like. <laughs> the sea sprays in his face and wet. The river sprays in his face and wets all his hair down. <laughs> you know, his his shirt ripples oh, in the oh breeze. Miriam's deciding that all her creature characters are going to be wearing burkas after the experience of what it's like when she has one who doesn't He's going to yep. have to become attractive at some point. What the hell happened? You started off being scared of mummies and then all of a sudden... The, the, I, I missed it. And I hit <laughs> I miss it so much. <laughs> Whereas before, Jonathan's going to decide that the, the desert environment, the only practical outfit is a full body robe. <laughs> Never mind if we're not in the desert, it's still practical now. And mummies would never find him. And the boat skips, bounces, and you get it under. Every lands, teeth slightly jutted. You're under control. Oh. You go back up the river. Nice. Yep. 
you change routes. Yep. Go down the short one. Yep. Um, the, the small one, right? Yep. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, this leads you to another branch, big and small. Big. So now we want the big. Yeah. And you continue to follow this code. Cool. Big then small, big then small, big then small, big then small. Cool. I'll show it to a rally once, which which um, used used um, marching as a as a direction for the road. So you go left, right, left, right, left, right. Um, they, <laughs> they're not they're not as convenient <coughs> as the big one is always on the right, the left, the, the little yep. one is always on the left. And indeed, at some point, they loop back round and all this kind of thing. It would actually be incredibly complicated to follow this. No one would ever follow this route by sheer accident. There's too many permutations involved. Yeah. And you head down. We're looking. I believe now we're looking for something that looks like a great moor. Yeah. And what's a moor? Mouth. mouth. A mouth. Like a crocodile mouth. Yeah. Crocodile which, mouth. Which should apparently be, be, you know, the journal just describes it as the Great Moor, so it yep. should be relatively self-evident. Yep. Um, and at this point you continue to travel, and this endless branches of rivers goes on, and you have been following this for about a week at this point. Oh. Yeah, it's, she said it was, you know, a matter yep. of weeks away. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just there's a couple of weeks travel into this jungle. Fulius could perceivably have helicoptered in, done his ritual, or fuck, fucked off, and be doing the next bit of the race. No one inquired about what he was doing with helicopters. So. <laughs> we had more important things. We're going off to rescue our friends. That's right. And at some point, just into the early evening, it's just starting to darken. You know, Jonathan's looking out along the riverbank for likely campsites. <coughs> and <coughs> up ahead, this particular river you're following for once doesn't run into a pair of branches. It runs into something else instead. It, it looks like a cave at a distance that the river is running into. But as you go closer to it, it's a, an unusually shaped cave. It has two long projections of rock coming out from it like this. Um, and a big hill growing over it that comes up in one mound, dips down and comes up in another mound. Almost, if you squint at it right, like a pair of bumpy eyes sticking out over a great mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so much symbolism. Mm-hmm. Such wow. <coughs> yes. Yep, so heading heading into the Great Moor. Yeah. So it is a it, it, as you come vaguely towards it, it appears to be a dark cave yeah. that a river goes into, and then whether you want to pull over and actually scout it somewhat and stop for the evening, or go in even though it's hitting dark. Uh, you I, don't usually boat in the evening. No, I think the, we, we will go down the Great Moor in daylight. For okay. Now we will stop. So people pull up on the side of the river, yeah. you may camp again. Um, in the in the slightly ominous shadow of the Great Moor, <laughs> and while we are there, do people want a um, uh, interlude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to suggest to Pete that we should keep watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I pretty much assume that at this point. Yeah, he'll ask us if it's important what order. Even, even absent of crocodile cultists, you yeah, still yeah. were a bunch of animals and, uh, and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's the Amazon jungle. Yeah. Jungle. Okay. Bulk is up here. So, 
I believe everyone's had their interlude now. Yes. So if anyone particularly wants to sing for it, you can, or you can just roll. I'm quite tired tonight, so I'd like to skip this one. By all means. That's a nice D6. Alright, so... Why is everyone looking at me? I mean, like, we... Well, we're, we're looking, looking, we're looking, looking to see if, 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 if you, you particularly want to go or you particularly don't. No strengths or objections. Okay, then. so um, I'll roll a d6. One to two is me. Three to four is Susan. Five to six is Mary. Yep. Sure. And it's me! <laughs> so, would you like a card cue or would you like your own? Uh, I'd like a card cue, but I'd like not if you get the one that I already yeah, yeah, yeah. had to redraw it for me. What did you have? Those romance uh, Things you love. Yeah. Uh, Diamond's Desire. Tell a tale about something your hero wants or already has. It might be a material possession, recognition, a political goal, or even a trip they wish to take to some amazing destination. How you got your wrench. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the special room. Okay, let me let me give this a thought. How Pete got his wrench back. Wow. That's obviously important to him. Did you make stuff a deck? Yes. Because I'm not meant to reshuffle them until the jokers come up. Mm. But it, it looked like the back half was upside down, but clearly I didn't do this right. Such is life. I'm retarded, but my wife is really pretty, so it works <laughs> out quite well. So you're basically Forrest Gump. I think everyone who knows me would say that's an apt descriptor. <laughs> Except I can't really run fast, so... <laughs> I'm just the dumb bits as far as the other. <laughs> I also assume you don't know you don't have a friend from Vietnam who is missing legs. No. Oddly enough, um, <laughs> the amount of guys I served with in Vietnam is pretty slim. Given no. I was negative twenty at the time. Negative twenty. <laughs> no, she has an apple. Yeah, my parents were born. No, mm. I don't know. I wish. <laughs> Like I could afford to buy shares, let alone an apple. No friends who are into shrimp. And that oh, part I can do. <laughs> They're not that into shrimp, but not here yet. <laughs> and I have got an accommodation for the president. So. Hello, Pete. Hello. So, um. I've, got, I've sort of got my story, but what I'm struggling with is a leader for it. So I'm, I imagine we'll be, you know, sitting around the customary campfire, you know, eating food and such, and Pete will be, have his toolkit out because, you know, every couple of days he gets all his tools out and polishes it, and will in fact be buffing up his wrench. Yeah. I can see plenty of lead-ins, because like, it's, it's an odd and not remarkably practical tool for the Amazon jungle. <laughs> <laughs> so you need somebody to... So, how did you come across that, that grandiose um, wrench of yours? Pete will get it out and um, lay it, it lay it across his lap. And, it um, gleams in the firelight. Like, <laughs> nice, like, like it's going to have a story to tell um, about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, um, 
you see those um, little initials there carved on the end and that's um, ST this is um, before it was mine this was Sam Tucker's wrench he was um, my, the Morrison men have got a um, proud tradition of being self-made men hard working men of the world but at, my father wasn't in construction he was a boat builder and um, when I wanted to go and when I wanted to I wanted to get into building big buildings, you know, I learned some basic tricks from him. But I went up to the big city to try my luck as an apprentice, and Sam Tucker was my was my first boss. He was a good man, proud man. And um, the thing was, um, there was some trouble with um, certain individuals who felt that you ought to pay them off if you were building a building in their town and um, Sam Tucker wasn't the kind of man to kowtow for such things he, he, he bought from which suppliers he wanted and he hired the men that he wanted to hire and well the long and short of it was there were certain individuals of a mafia-ish nature who didn't appreciate this and he was kidnapped and me and some of the me and some of the boys weren't very impressed with this. They were just planning to they were just planning to rough him up a bit and um, you know and let him go. They didn't want the trouble of. But well, we didn't know that at the time, of course. And um, when we found he was missing, we got a bit worried and we set out to look for them. And as it happens, the um, the fellows and I, we were there were a lot of them that were New York boys. We had a good look round. Um, turned out they hadn't made themselves especially quiet carrying them off fought back, made a lot of ruckus and we tracked them down to a local warehouse we went in and we sorted them out Uh, just us and our tools and those mafia boys they learned that you don't want to cross working men and their tools when it was all over Sam gave me this wrench to thank me oh that was lovely of him He was a good man, still is a good man, though he's retired now. um, To me, it's a symbol of what working men can do. Making a difference. We zoom out, little ST initials carved in, glinting in the sunlight. (laughs) Glinting in the firelight. (laughs) Sam Tucker. Yep, I'm going to write that down (laughs) now. Were you, were you doing the walk around to think of a name? No, I came up with the name. It was, of a, spot. It was a good manly man. <laughs> well done, dear. Okay. Help yourself to the hero bag. Hero bag. <laughs> Susan. Oh. No, sorry. Just, um, you already <laughs> kidnapped the hero points. Yeah, in your hand, practically. A blue to make up my American colour. But alas, it is a meagre white. But nonetheless, it's the third hero point. I'm so glad to see it. We're a bit thin on them. It's, it's always a bad sign when Adam's got one. Party pull is low when Adam only has one. Night passes uneventfully. You, your camp is investigated but by the odd animal, but they're very quickly driven off by just brandishing a stick of fire at them. Yeah. Although I imagine Doctor Strange has some less conversations. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and there's this monkey sitting there. <laughs> Says Tom. <laughs> 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 Scratches his bottom. <laughs> 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 
points at the bottom of it. But it was fascinating for those of you who buy the extended edition DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Find out what Tom's really saying. And having camped out and vaguely taken a look at the place, yeah. um, you can tell this cave is not terribly deep. It goes for maybe <coughs> 20 metres or so, and then turn, the hill sinks down and turns back into jungle again. Therefore, this river is going underground. Going deeper Means, among other things, it will be very dark down there. Yeah. Well, you're... you're, you're, you're thing comes up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made sure. Oh. It fits the character. That's a good one. <laughs> Children get scared of the dark. So and so, you, you know, you're camped out vaguely around the area of the war, so Mara, when you're, you you probably don't actually keep a watch, being the, being the ten-year-old, but, you know, when you're, when you're, as you're trying to go to sleep, curled up by the fire, you're looking out at the wall, which is even darker than the <laughs> darkness around it, and seeing the hands creeping around the corner as the warlocks peer out at you. I see Myra keeping, like, a half-watch and sort of the early morning dawn. Yeah. Like, just, like, the first two, sort of five to seven, everybody else goes to bed and she just kind of putters around the camp eating fruit and keeping an eye out. Because that way it's not actually, you can watch it getting steadily lighter. <laughs> On the plus side, I don't have to worry about fruit in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is where fruit comes from. <laughs> so, it is a dark underground river of unknown length and unknown um, quality. Yep. What's the plan? Boat in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll have we'll have our lanterns out and things, and we'll we'll boat quite slowly. I would imagine because we don't really know what we're getting into. I'll cuddle Mara into me so that she feels a little bit safe. So, on gentle slow motion, the boat just drifts gently into the mouth of the moor and then starts heading on a slant. An actual moderate one, it is is about a 30 degree odd angle. You are going down, descending into the dark. And there is no external light source here, so it's just the lanterns that you have, what, to hand? Well, I think Jonathan, like, either people Jonathan will be driving and the other one will be holding yeah. the lantern out in front, yeah. and the other lantern, Doctor Strange, Jonathan will be holding uh, with yes. one hand while she cuddles I'm Mara with the other hand, so the yeah. uh, light source is right next to Mara. I'm, um, I'm very proud of my... Either that or Mara's holding the lantern. No. Mm-hmm. No. You don't want to hold it? No, no, it's this... At this point, Mara is pretty much terrified because I based her around one of the characters from. Um, I based her around one of the characters from the Time Traveler, and the Morlocks come out at night, which is why she's scared of the dark. And where the Morlocks live is yeah. underground. Yes. <laughs> so Mara's not holding the land because Mara's rigid with terror. Yeah. 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 So Doctor Strange is um, keeping Mara from absolutely breaking down in a state and of she's gibbering. Probably, she's she's talking to her as well, yeah. so keep her, keep her in touch fact, she's pro- probably talking to her in future English, <laughs> Yeah, given that you speak it. So I'm probably doing some sort of empathy kind of blah 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 to keep you from freaking out. Well, yeah. Freaking out worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I definitely think you're I doing did. a good work. It's yeah. just that even with what you're doing, she's still in a bad way. Whereas what you're it would doing, be super bad if it wasn't for you. What you're doing is calming her enough that she doesn't actively jump out of the boat and try to swim back out. <laughs> yeah. You are not a salmon. <laughs> you cannot do that. She would try. <laughs> So, navigating this river is going to be a group dramatic task. Okay. um, You are looking to accrue a series of successes over a bunch of different skills. Um, This sounds awesome. Have we done done some of these before? uh, You've done singular dramatic tasks. You've done them as a group. Oh, cool. Um, you, they're they're the ones where when you get clubs on your initiative cards, worse things happen. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, which usually comes up in line of something else is going on at the same time. Here, yeah. there isn't. But, yeah. Um, so you need to accrue a sufficient number of successes on this to get out the other side alive. Yeah. Because it's a river with no fixed opposition, sooner or later you will come to the other side. It's just how badly you come out the other side, how long it takes mm-hmm. you to accrue those five successes. Yep. So, for starters... The, you descend kind of gently down you're going slowly and then Pete you will fairly rapidly realise at some point the current has you, there's actually no point in keeping the motor on at this point mm-hmm. it's it's making you go faster than you actually want yeah. to even at the slowest speed Yeah. and the current is pulling you down into the dark with eddies and bobbing and that sort of thing and you will realise that there are several sharp pointed rocks sticking out from below the river. Um, all of which in, in your inflatable style boat mm-hmm. um, pose a danger of sorts you, because even Manny's one's a pontoon with big inflatable sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the first thing I need is a notice check from somebody, and the way this works is um, uh, actually, no, I'll, I'll give you things for this. So, there are sharp, jagged rocks in here, which is the first problem, which someone is going to have to play lookout for and go stop and go left, you know, right, left, right. Uh, at the same time, somebody needs to be keeping an eye out for the general direction you're supposed to be going in. It's not a branching river, but there are a bunch of different eddies and currents and low bits and cavens and things like that to watch out for. That one is survival. Um, then I need somebody to make a driving check concurrently with that and to actually drive down the routes you've been prescribed and all the rest of it piloting rather and that is the first three checks so unsurprisingly the same person can't make each one because if you're staring at the rocks you're not driving the boat Okay, well, I, I'm thinking Mara's probably not going to contribute a lot here. Cause yeah. being Mara, you're, um, you, you can actually contribute in any fashion you want to, but you'll phobiaize for the entire duration of this run. Hmm. I'll be doing spot checks. If you want to help well, out with spot checks, then... Uh, well, it's, I think it's one person it's per one check. Person. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, my survival's not as great as... Yeah, well, someone else, can, uh, can, someone else can assist the player. Yeah, okay, so uh, Doctor Strange... It's just you've got four of you making three checks. Yeah. So you'll have three of you doing things and then one person either assisting or doing something else entirely. I know it's not great for the party, yep. but can we say that I'm basically taken out the scene considering how Mara's Absolutely. Mara is rigid. 
So you, Pete, you realize these rocks out there, and you say, someone's going to have to keep an eye out for the sh- for those sharp rocks, and I need to know which way I'm going. Oh, swerve, bump, something. Um, you look around for help, and Mara's just kind of rigid with terror, curled up on the on the bottom of the boat, pulling the blanket. Well, actually, you don't want to pull the blanket over your head, because then you're in the dark. Pulling the blanket up around you to huddle up, and you're just sitting there huddling and shivering. Have a hero point, and you contribute nothing. Yay! So I think your contribution is you manage without Doctor Strange's psychological... You manage not to jump out of the boat despite Doctor Strange not being able to... having to contribute to navigating. Sounds good. Doctor Strange helps you for the first bit, but then it's like, Vara, dear, you're going to be alright. I have to steer the boat. I have to steer the boat. Yes! <laughs> like no, that. she's not talking. She's just sitting there shivering. She goes, <laughs> Who wants what? He's pretty much catatonic at this state. I thought I'd take the survival. I'll do yeah. the pile of thing, and Doctor Strange right. will do the notice. Okay, so initiative cards for all. Ah. It's basically only whether your um, clubs penalise you or not. So, Pete, we arbitrarily start with you. Can you give me a driving check to successfully get down the river as best you can in the dark? Yeah. Uh, you have a deluxe light source, so you are not penalised by the darkness. Cool. Uh, yes, I succeeded that pilot's check. Okay, so you have one of your successes accrued. Doctor Strange, you were telling Pete which way to go in the short term. Left, right. You know, go slower through here. Right, you're going to need to rev up and jump over. Do you be careful? I'm messing with my knitting needles. Um, I got a success. And. Jonathan, you were looking at the more overall picture, looking around to see what the best route through here is, and you see, okay, you know, that way is going to run you an unusually high risk of scraping up on the side of the banks and actually getting stranded in here on a little underground underground beach. So you don't want that one, you want to go this way, you want to go this way, ah, and then you see a problem, the complication in front of you is... The immediate part in front of you doesn't seem to actually have a safe route through. One bit is branching very low to the ground and looks like people will be scraping as they go past. And the other bit looks like there's a big swirling whirlpool eddy there. (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're choosing between two bad options. Can you make me a survival check at minus two? Oh, yes. She iced. Um, So it was 12... Okay. Plus four is sixteen. Plus Minus three. Yeah. Is thirteen. Okay. But you know, based on the, uh, oh, I don't know the word for this. Based on the Coriolis effect, yeah. which is a legitimate scientific phenomenon. Does anyone actually know what yes, it is? Yes, I do. Yes. Yes. Awesome. What is it? Uh, um. It's the. I, I don't know the strict science behind it. Possibly someone who actually does good for Um. If it's one, I'm thinking of it's um, if it's with the whirlpools. Yes, the direction. Yeah. Um, it there's two different directions. Mm-hmm. Like that, the it's pulling the whirlpool pulls in two different directions, so it will pull the ship in one the boat in one way, but it will also pull it out the it's, other. It's basically, basically with with the magnetic poles and the north and south poles, depending on which hemisphere you're in. When you like drain water out of a plug or something like that. It will spiral down either clockwise or counterclockwise, depending which hemisphere you're in. 
In all honesty, what I knew about the Coriolis effect is that it relates to whirlpools. <laughs> so, congratulations, you two. That's, that's, that's the, the Coriolis effect is about which way the water flows, depending right, on yeah. what hemisphere you're in. Huh. So, so, that Simpsons episode was correct. Yes, it's yeah. a real thing. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, you're, you're, you're thinking the Simpsons one where they've got the, um, when they the gigantic machine installed on the toilet so that it flows the American way. <laughs> and he flushes the toilet, this enormous machine starts going clunk, 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 and then the water forcibly flows <laughs> the other way. That's a Simpsons joke. <laughs> so you know, of course, that, that you're in the southern hemisphere at this point, and thus it will flow <laughs> in this particular direction. And thus, if you tell Pete to hit the curve at this angle and go as fast as he can you'll effectively sling a quarter of the way around then pop out the other side with a huge burst of speed and that's what you're telling him to do and Pete the expert driving does it so you rev into the eddy I think with Jonathan's mouse survival role it's Jonathan's counting out the wait for it Wait for it. Got it now! <laughs> yeah, so you drift into it gently, wait for the swirl, then hit it as yeah. you're about, about a third of the way around, and woof! And that will actually net you uh, two of your two more of your successes with your rays on it. Yay! Go Jonathan, even with the, even with the club. Even with the club <laughs> and, and a wound. You roar out the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, actually getting a good boost of speed of it and getting further ahead in the Long River. Than you are expecting to, so which is where your extra success is coming in. Um, then you hit the. You have not yet achieved all your successes, so you hit the first danger point. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hear something. There's something in here. Something that's not generating any light of its own. Um, wow. <laughs> you are now hitting a slightly slower point. Well, for the sake of my sanity, I hope this is a You're now hitting a slightly slower point and, and drifting through. You can hear the gentle but echoing put of the engine. And then you can hear something else in the dark out there, out beyond <laughs> oh the range gosh. of your lanterns. Something that is scrabbling and gnashing. I feel really oh guilty God. when you walk past <laughs> the Maybe we should have left it behind. Home, 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 home noise. Oh, thank and God, it's only Pac-Man. As you... you I think it's a crocodile. As you're starting to pull slightly past it, you then hear splash, splash, splash. Splash, splash, splash in the water behind you, and oh, oh, oh crap, it's gone. Oh, <laughs> oh. And can everyone at this point give me a fear check, a spirit roll? Ooh, you can't I think I can actually control. Does, does she need a do it? Oh, out yeah. of it? yes. I am terrified. So yeah, yes. do, does she suffer a minus two penalty? Yes, yeah. yeah, I just fail. You don't know if they're mummies or not because yeah. you can't see them. <laughs> I fail. I got an 11. I'm sweet. The Morlocks are coming. So, Jonathan, just remember failing your fear checks can be nasty. Did you? Ju- if you just, I failed, just failed. This is not, this is not going okay. to be the um, 
it's it's not a hideous, monstrous terror. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, not cool. a supernatural. It's not a supernatural fear. Yeah, so it's yeah, the worst that'll happen yeah. is your guard Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's not very likely that they were mummies in the Amazon, but you do know as an archaeologist there were certain traditions <laughs> of Aztec mummies. Uh, unless, you roll, unless you possible. roll ones on your spirit dice, at which point yeah. you do roll on the evil fear chart. No, I rolled a four, which yep. with my you know oh, wound penalty is yeah. a three, so I just failed. I got a nine if that makes any difference. And rolled a nice success and then took a minus two and failed anyway. <laughs> so Pete and Pete and Doctor Strange are fine. So Mara, unsurprisingly, you are terrified. You swear you can hear these things getting closer to the boat. Even though you know people are flicking the lights out looking for them. Oh god, they make it darker. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Getting closer. And Jonathan, you're you're less panicked about this. But your mind is cycling through all the dangerous creatures and predators in the Amazon, including some almost prehistoric things that have been found in these forgotten caves. There could be anything down here. Um, it could be mummies. Yes. <laughs> and it even rhymes with bunnies. <laughs> there will be, for, for both of you, there will be some negative consequence to this. So... Uh, give me an idea of what your panicked reactions to this are. It could be, you know, jump out of the boat, fire blindly into the dark, whatever. Whatever you do, it's not going to go well for you, but um, I'll let you pick your own poison of sorts. Um, so I imagine um, they're sort of seating on one of these rocks. Yep, very much so. Yeah, I'm going to try and cram myself under one of the seats. Yep. <laughs> stuck. Yep, that makes sense. Jonathan? Do I have the light source, or does Doctor Strange? I think you've you've got it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking one around to see if I can see what it is and see if I can make out what it is. Yep. Um, that's more what yep. I'm yep. doing. No problem. So Mara, you can hear the splash, splash, oh, 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 oh noises coming through the water. You like the. They're going to get on the boat, you're certain of it, and panicking, you you almost want to dive off the boat, but of course that's stupid as well. But but safety is as far away from on the boat as you can get, so you're going to wedge and jam yourself under the... You you jam yourself under the bed, trying to, trying to crawl in and make yourself as small as you can, pull the blanket in front of you so you can't be seen. Uh, there are all sorts of bits and pieces poking into you here. Uh, can you give me an agility check? Are you small and adorable? Mm-hmm. Eleven. Minus two. Nine. Nine. So you tuck yourself under there. Um, you are going to find that you are wedged in there. You can't actually get yourself back out without someone popping you out, and you are going to have some very stiff muscles from being stuck in here for a bit, because everyone's attention is currently occupied elsewhere, but you're going to be okay. Jonathan. Yep. You're leaning out the the back of the boat, where you think these things are coming from. You've moved down to the back, um, (laughs) so Pete's going very slowly, there's another little lesser light source up there. Yeah. And Jonathan's leaning out the back of the boat, lantern in hand, looking for these things coming up. You know they're in the water, so you lean down and you put the lantern down towards the water, and something goes splash just 
the, the light beam is going out from the lantern like this, just under the lantern, something splashes up. And can you give me an agility check at a minus two? Because you've got a club. So it's right there on top of you. Wow. Yes. Just so it's um one. Okay. So we're gonna lose the lantern. Yep. I want my lantern. I'm sorry. Well, I hate this thing. If you want your lantern, you can make spend one of your expensive fate points. So no, because we might need it. I'll just wait. So well, you're not gonna get another one till we get out of this area. This this thing comes out. And the light just disappears as something engulfs your hand and eat, you're know, eating the light in the process. The light goes out. You can't see what it is. You are thrashing and something hits you in the toughness because you're stuck in the toughness. Okay, for a whopping two damage. So you feel something on your hand. It doesn't feel like there are sharp teeth penetrating. It feels like something almost hard suctioned onto it, and you bang it a couple of times against the side of the boat trying yeah. to get it off. It's not it's squeezing your wrist hard, but it's not hurting you or drawing blood. You don't know what the hell it is though, you can't see, you're panicking you bash it on the side of the boat, and there's a boom noise as it comes off and the lantern goes with it yeah. and for a brief moment you see a glowing light coming through something before it submerges again and your deluxe light source disappears off the face of the earth. Yeah, so cross it off the character sheet. It had a good life though. It did. Oh, method. Remember that time I took it down to a mummy tomb? Yep. Does becomes a... slightly more terrified. Does somebody else have a light source that's not lit? God, I hope so. We've got two light sources in the party. Yeah, I assume. Good, and that was the good one. I assume they're both lit. Yes, of course they're lit. Do a using the other one to steer with? Yep. Now you're down to one. Yeah. Um, well, that was why I wanted to just spend a fake point and save the damn thing. <laughs> well, I won't be able to do my job, but we need the lantern for steering, so yeah. I won't be able to do my job unless I'm standing yeah, well, in front you, of the uh, boat. You, 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 you can, you just take penalties on your notice check because it's dark. Yeah, okay. And, and you can stand up in front of the, given you're looking for sharp rocks, standing up the bo- in front of the boat where the light sources make sense. Well, having too many people up the front of the boat. <sighs> Well, Mara's belting us back. She's a small boat. <laughs> it's an expensive boat. I don't think we're all going to tip it up by standing up the front. And the next one is um, that this dark is quite wearying. You've been down here for some time. You you leave these creatures behind as you head down the stretch of river. Whatever is splashing and gnawing eventually falls behind you. Um, Mara is still is hiding under the bench, but as far as everyone's can see, including your perception, Mara, you don't you don't think you're trapped at this point. You think you're just safe. I don't think I'm thinking at all at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have been down here for some time. Um, it has been at least a couple of hours down underground, and the dark is we- really starting to wear on people's nerves. <laughs> the things creeping around in here, and that is when the engine begins to change the noise it is making from that gentle p- 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 to a slightly more choked. <coughs> <coughs> so it's running out of control, <coughs> or it needs mending. 
Oh, there's a critter stuck on it. There's something wrong with the engine is the next one you run into. Oh, okay. Uh, so who's going to go and sort this out in the dark? <laughs> I don't have Like, you can literally turn the engine off and drift with the current. Yeah. It's, it's a bad idea long term because eventually you're going to need to turn. Yeah, so um, but, I. But short term, you can turn the engine off and go and look at it yourself. Yeah, I, I, I would turn the engine off, yeah. get Jonathan to steer the boat very slowly, and yeah. go look at the. and go mean the engine. With the light source, ideally. Yeah, that's fine. I'll hold the light source for you. Yeah. Oh, no, hang on. Oh, yeah, so we won't be moving. Oh, we're moving, we're still on the river. Yeah. yeah. So, light up the front where Jonathan can see where he's going, or light at the back where Pete can actually see the engine he's repairing. I'll try and... N- no, light at the front. You do need to see where we're going. No, I'll try and mend the engine in the back. Okay. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you drop our, <laughs> one of our two light sources off the back of... Let you go back there. <laughs> um, you have got, basically, a very dim illumination here, so you're not doing this completely by touch. Yeah. Because the lantern's facing out that way, but it does still actually generate light. Yeah. Um, I just thought about something. We've got a survival kit. There'll be a fire starter in there. We've got a deluxe survival kit. What yeah. deluxe survival we can make kit? A, we can make a temporary fire. <laughs> on, the, on, the on the boat. <laughs> in the water. It's a flawless plan. <laughs> well, it's a light source. We might want to save that. Yeah. Uh, pocket knife, waterproof, water purification tablets, waterproof matches, a small supply of rations, a compass, and a tarp. So, you do have matches. Yeah. Which will light even down here, even though yeah. they've been splashed upside down in the river. Yeah, but on the other hand, um, they won't last for very long. I think I'm better doing it by touching with Jonathan's illumination. Okay. So, can you give me a repair check at minus two for the darkness? Yep. That's a pass. So that's a seven minus two is five, because I've got a plus one to repair, because it's my toolkit. So, you you, you know what an outboard motor looks like, don't you? You basically pop the the top off it, look at it, Mm. I mean... At a glance, it all seems to be in working order. You know, Pete's sighs for a moment, thinking, if you can't see it, it's going to be one of the smaller components that's really fiddly to get yeah. to on a moving boat in a river. <laughs> and you think, no, no, hang on. If I can't see it, you know, maybe it's actually something more obvious. And with the engine off, you reach, you, you look down under the water and see that there's something around the propeller. Yep. And when you reach down into it, you pull off what is wrapped heavily around your propeller appears to be a bit of heavily shredded tarpaulin, uh, very very faded at this point from some previous expedition or something in that neighbourhood that is basically latched, come up, floated up underneath your thing, latched it, caught in your propeller, and stopped your engine. Okay, so... You pull it out, and the engine will start again. Sweet. So we'll start the engine and get back underwater. And you hit your five successes. Yay! So you do not... Oh, Pete, you're fantastic at your job. (laughs) So you do not run into the next dramatic danger down here in the dark. (laughs) Um, And we get Myra out of here before she can pull it and lose her mind. At a steady pace, you find your way out again. (laughs) And you come out. 
Um, Mara, you, you've been holding on to the illusion for a while now that it is getting lighter. It is getting lighter. It is getting lighter. Oh, wait, it actually is getting lighter. <laughs> <laughs> and it's then you work out, go get back out from under the bench. <laughs> um, if the other three of you will see from up ahead... There appears to actually be a mouth of a cave again, leading Yay. out into the, the dim sunlight. <laughs> feet? Feet? Mara, you okay? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm kind of stuck. Yeah, Jonathan, take the wheel. <laughs> and Pete will go in and tow <laughs> Mara out. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> strength check. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, now we should make a strength. Yes. Yeah. You can't put fumble it with hilarious results. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Poor Mara. Pop! Fling into the river! No, 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 no. Uh, That would be a five. Okay. So you yeah. pop Mara out, pull her into your arms, yeah. into the manly hug. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Very nice. And then I will boost you up on my shoulders so you can uh, then take you up to the front of the boat so you can see all the light. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty creepy in that cave, wasn't it, kid? Just a bit, yeah. I'll, I'll come and join you and start chatting yeah. with, with Mara to help her get her spirits back up a little yeah. bit. Now, now that we have lot proper, you know, sunlight, you can see all the blood from her face <laughs> is just gone. <laughs> yeah. And you have come out the other side of the Great Moor at about two o'clock in the afternoon. And... Almost immediately as you come out into the sunshine, can everybody give me a survival or a notice check at minus two? So survival normally or notice at a penalty. Survival. Notice. Notice. Pass. <laughs> one on the one dice. Oh, shoot. Ten on that one. Damn it. More. So it's ten. Yep, and you've got a, you've got, what's your survival? Uh, I've got a D4. Right, so you must have been rolling notice thing because you were... Oh, no, you were rolling no, no, notice. Survival. Oh, yeah, so, uh, okay. yep, yep. So, survival, so, no penalty. Jonathan, you will notice uh, literally a couple of hundred metres out of the mouth of this... out of the mouth of the moor, the back end of the moor, rather. Um, up ahead, on your right, there is a bunch of the plant life looks a bit defoliated and hanging as if somebody has hacked through there with a machete with the classic jungle and the instructions you've got are um, just literally just past the um, just past the river a simple eastern heading my foot through the heart of the jungle but a week's walk leads to what I have dubbed Kilquata River for it appears on no maps this is probably um, the direction you were looking for mm-hmm. Doctor Strange not only can you see that someone has hacked their way through here with a machete um you can see that based on the plant growth, it must have happened um, fairly recently. It looks like people have hacked their way in and hacked their way out again. It must have happened fairly recently within the last couple of weeks. And when you get out, there are a single light set of footsteps, a woman's in heavily booted combat boots tread. <laughs> this is very clearly the route that Dr. Amelia Hunt took. There you go. I was about to say, our good. Does she have her initials on her boots? There's <laughs> <laughs> H in the footprint. So you're, you've almost found your way. Awesome. Nice. So we will set off on an easterly heading. Yep. And into the heart mi- of the jungle. Yep. And only mild mental, mental scarring for Mara. Yay. <laughs> so this is punishment for the bullet, isn't it? <laughs> Depending on how you want to do this, 
Um, well, you, you, you would have been sad after taking a photo of like that if you didn't go through any really dark places. You could pull the boat up, literally out of the river and off yep. the bank. That appears to have been what Dr. Hunt's done based on the scrape marks and that. Obviously, the yep. boat went back with her. Um, you, you can actually carry the boat with you if you are so inclined. It is extremely heavy, but you have some very manly people here. <laughs> didn't she mention that we didn't need to, though? No. Well, she like obviously she, the, the she, cle- she clearly didn't. Yeah. So therefore, it must be able to be done without it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you you could carry it with you with some extremely manly people. It will slow you up, but um, you will have a boat with a machine gun on it if you need one. No, no. I think what we will do, however, is spend some time hiding the boat. We'll get Jonathan yep. to make us a survival check so that any natives who can't buy a more skilled boat can't find it. Yep. You pull it over. You cover it up carefully. You take out all the all the gear that you think you can plausibly carry out, yeah. that, and the food and the water and that sort of thing, and then turn and head off through the jungle. Yeah, in the jungle. Another recovery the period. Jungle, heads. The the I am just a real old lady. There aren't any lions in the Amazon. Yeah. In the Amazon rainforest. There are in the pulp. Yeah, in the pulp universe, <laughs> it's a jungle. Of there course, are. there's lions in it. Wow, you there's make jagu- There's jaguars in the jungle. Pumas in the Amazon. Okay, I now look ahead. Any type of penalty? Nice. Okay. Besides, if a lion attacks, oh, sorry, panthers. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. yes. Yes, Jaguars and Panthers. <laughs> Sorry, I'm using the wrong word entirely. Yeah. I do a lot of drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it fills my days. You're all better? Yep. There we go. Okay, Jonathan's so healed! An Omega three weeks after we took the billet trip, everyone's managed to recover. like Chandra with his, his patient up Chandra. Yeah, well that took a lot longer to recover from. Yeah, I keep rolling like completely shit rolls. I was telling Meredith about how um, by the time you... Um, I actually got you through that. I kind of felt like I had. <laughs> it helped the buddy play- get off the drugs. Yeah, well, you, you role played it pretty well. It was actually pretty grueling. Uh, I love it how it was Sarah Gray who was punishing him. <laughs> that was just crazy. <laughs> he was off pish, okay? Yeah. Actually, he was off pish. That's the problem. Yeah, the, 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 the way you role played all his um, symptoms and so on, at least found up, wound up feeling really sorry for Chandra, even though initially she was just kind of, you know, hard oh, enough. take a lot of drugs. A week's walk by foot through the jungle. Yeah. Hacking your way through with your jungle. It's the classic jungle machete things. And at this point, we actually do get a red line moving. Oh, a dotted a fi- red line. Yeah, a dotted red line. Yeah. A fedora mysteriously appears on Pete's head. It's a, a dotted red line moving from the river, basically through the jungle, to this massive question mark that's drawn. Hey, Jonathan's the archaeologist. I'm a completely different world. <laughs> this is a week's worth of walking. That's not good. There's clubs. And in the first day, you will find a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ah, of course, the old classic. <laughs> oh, ninja? No, a boomer in the face. Add that. Specifically, what you will find. My 25 cat books compel me to locate the cats in the appropriate jungle region. There's a sign that this area must be occupied by people because what you come to. 
is as you are hacking your way and picking your way through the jungle, you come to the edge of a small cliff. Uh, the river below you is not enormously far, you know, several metres, but it's the kind of fall you could do and not hurt yourself particularly much. Um, it's going to be a rickety bridge, less isn't it? That's about five metres down. Uh, no, in fact, what it is, is the ends of a bridge. Ah. There was a bridge here, mm-hmm. um, but it's either been taken down or decayed away at some point. You can literally see on the other side of the chasm... The bridge, is ha- the, bo- the bridge is hanging there. You've just got two poles and a couple of snapped ropes on this side. Um, I'm Dr. Hunt. Hunt cut it to escape the natives. Is that or the natives cut it behind Dr. Hunt? <laughs> cut it to try and block Dr. Hunt's escape. Who wants to give me a repair check to assess this? I will. I will. So, five? Nine. So, the both of you look at the end you've got, and yes, this has been cut by a blade deliberately. Yep. Um, and you have no obvious method of getting across. You you could theoretically try and jump it, it's extremely far. You could actually pole vault it with appropriate sticks and things. Or if you could retrieve the other end of the bridge, or get across it by some other methodology available to you. Where's... The Transylvanian party suddenly appears with their flight and teleporting and everything else. Yes, they were really good at that. The shades are here. Well, the grappling gun would come in Yes. So the, the, the survival the kit has... Would be fucking awesome. The survival <laughs> kit has rope in it? Or no? Do I thought we had some rope. Um, I think at least one of my kits has rope. We get into the jungle and suddenly we're breaking out the survival kit all over the place. Shockingly enough. Pocket knife, waterproof purification tablets, waterproof matches, rations, compass, tarp, uh, lightweight, sturdy tent, enough of all that shit for several days, adds plus one to survival when used. So, no, it doesn't inherently contain rock. Okay. What about an archaeologist kit? Uh, Does anybody have rope? Vials and bags, chalk, measuring tape, trowel, tiny brushes. I had rope, but then I got told I wasn't allowed to carry it because I was carrying too much. Right. And you put the rope back? Cool. Oh god. I had no one has stuff. rope again. I, 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 it's I, happening I again. I thought <laughs> someone Doctor Strange had it. No, Bernard had it. It's Bernard's fault you, for leaving the party. You, you get there and you look around and Doctor Strange thinks for a moment, now where's my rope? And you see it hanging on the back of Bernard as he climbs into the time machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's happening I knew, again. I knew I'd if I hadn't got it. Well, I want it, but I can't get it now. Well, you know the old standby, yep. but we don't have rope. Turn to magic. Guess, guess what Bernard has on him? Rope. Doctor Strange's rope? Doctor Strange's grappling gun. Ah! <laughs> you want a grappling gun? I told you I had a grappling gun. Bastard. Had. Yeah. I, I, I had one a couple of weeks which, to Cthulhu. You have to tell Grant it's all his fault. Which would completely solve the problem because yeah. you shoot the end of the bridge, haul yeah. it up to you, repair it, and you're done. Yeah, it is not our fault that we have less party members. We didn't make them play. Well, 
I thought we checked Bernard. I remember checking Bernard's stuff to make sense. Yes, I believe that Doctor Strange, because you were actually carrying your archaeologist kit again, aren't you? Yeah. So that's that's listed on Bernard's character sheet as being Doctor Strange and her bejeweled harp. Yeah, which we left behind. Yeah. Just took the archaeologist kit instead of the rope. So I could have carried the damn rope. (laughs) feel a little more useful than the fucking spyglass. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's happening again. Okay, so let me point out if we can get over there, that's a rope bridge. We can make rope from that bridge. We have rope on this bridge. <laughs> yes, the tiny little piece. Yeah, what we've got is a couple of the, the, yeah, the other side. Maybe 20 centimetres of rope here. Okay, so can Are there any vines around? You could certainly... If not in this exact area, you could certainly find them somewhere in the jungle. Could I climb down the side of the ravine, cross the river, climb up? Sure could. I mean, theoretically, obviously, you'd have to actually... Yeah. um, But there doesn't appear to be any compelling reason why not. Yeah. Um, And then um, I'm thinking Tyson Big Rock's the end of the bridge and try and throw it to you. I was, I was thinking something. No, that's not going to work. What I could do is lower it down the side and then tow it across the river. Yeah, what what you could probably do is if you go down, get it, tow it across the river, you won't be able to get it all the way up to them, but you could then either throw it up or have them lower shorter vines or something and tie it on. That yeah, that sounds So this, this would work. Cool. Okay, Pete's and, and you're pretty confident in your capacity to repair it if you can get the two halves yep. back together again. Okay, Pete's going to go get the bridge. Rock on. Uh, Pete can help himself to a hero point for being the manly man doing the manly job. Yay! <laughs> Would Jonathan yes. like to look for ones? Yeah, I can help. I, can yeah. I know I'm You, go, you guys sort this. Red, yeah. white, and blue! You go find, you find some points. <laughs> Eventually yeah. you got there. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, uh, can everyone give me a notice check? Uh, everyone that isn't Peter, that minus two to this. Well, and I rolled well on the notice for once. Eight fail. Thirteen. <laughs> did you? Is that with the minus two? Oh no no no, it's eleven. Five. Okay. So Peter's wading across the river. You're basically it. It's not massively deep, but it is up to the bottom of your chest. So you're doing that sh- manly shoof 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 yeah. across the river. It's not the safest way of doing it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've done river crossing before. You should have more people this doing is it. This is What's the safest way of doing it? Oh, you make a chain of people with their arms and you go diagonally. Yeah, but there's only one person. I know. Them. I know. That's the, the thing. In the absence of that. That's the safest way of doing it. big and strong. Because basically yeah. everyone takes the strain of the, the flow of the river at that point. Big and strong. Yeah. That's so why you got the hero point. river's not massively deep, but it is at least several metres wide. Um, you are manly crossing your way just as you get to about the halfway point. Um, you feel something, several somethings in fact, brush past your leg. Um, and then you will see the same thing. Um, At least we can see them now. Mara, you see a monkey swinging by on a set of vines. So, so, hey, there are some vines that just over there <laughs> on the other fucking side. Wow. Going, <laughs> and as it reaches for the next vine, it stumbles, misses, falls into the river with a splash, and it doesn't come back out again. Doctor Strange. Oh, really? You, you see a monkey, 
go swing, swing. Well, you're the one with the razors on the notice roll. Why do I get to see the monkey get mauled? You see the monkey go, splash. And then you see blood come up from the river within the matter of seconds after the monkey hits the water. Hey, dear, you want to get out of the water as fast as you can? There is something carnivorous in there's the There's something alive in there. Oh, yeah, there is something carnivorous in the midst. Okay, Peter's going to attempt to run the river. <laughs> run the river. <laughs> and you start moving forward, and then the river begins to bubble and almost boil in a frenzy of activity. Oh, God. As you realize that the monkey hitting the water and the blood coming out has driven the swarm of piranha into a frenzy. <laughs> oh, crap. Because <laughs> it's an am- a river in the Amazon yeah, jungle there has to be piranha somewhere. Yeah, but Pete doesn't know that. I, Pete doesn't know that much about places that aren't North America. So, uh, I, I, do I, I know would... about them? Yeah. yeah you'll, you'll pretty much pick this okay, up. Okay, I'll tell there. you that it's piranha. Yeah. I, I know it's piranha now, now that I've seen the dead monkey. I initially thought leeches, but that's more of a swamp thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, piranha. Just, I was just yeah. thinking, Look at the piranha. <laughs> I, I was just you thinking really wanted to attack us with the piranha, didn't you? But you're so I, happy I'm now. So happy. <laughs> it, it, it's piranha. Now I'm just thinking of the I'm less piranha. happy than it's piranha. Okay, so, Pete, you are basically uh, wading slash swimming slash running as fast as you can through the swarm of piranha to well, get yeah. out the other side. Um shooting into them is practically useless at this point. You're firing at Pete into a river. It's, um... You, you can do it, but it's insanely dangerous and almost worthless. Um, I don't know if anyone else has any piranha-related defences, or if the plan is just Pete fucking hard man's through Well, I was kind of hoping Mara would survive some of the water elemental to beat the piss out of them, but she may be too far from the river. Yeah, it has to be in the same zone as me. Yeah, there's probably not much use of water elemental on the bank up there by the time it gets into the river. You're thinking of ways to, um... Calm them down or get them away from the elemental? Yeah, um, take time can, to my, can my voice calm the piranhas? Your voice calm the piranhas. As in, can you beast friend them? Yes. Maybe if uh, you see one, I actually think you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I kind of like the idea of throwing meat into the other end of the river. <laughs> uh, yes, you only need to be able to see them, which you can. You know where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so as this, as people have actually seen this coming before the piranhas studying, they don't necessarily, they don't automatically get a free shot at you Sweet. before people get a chance to do things. Um, so is this initiative or just? I don't think we desperately need to bother for the initiative. Just everybody takes an action and Pre- then the piranhas have a go. Pretty much. Cool. Okay. Um, so I think Doctor Strange has the best master plan here because yep. this may invalidate other people's problems. Yeah, yeah. so let's see if Doctor Strange talks the piranhas out of eating me. Okay, so it is unsurprisingly no a piranha. <laughs> oh my god, my character's such a Disney princess. He <laughs> really is. There is no problem. the weird stuff, not she, just the cute stuff. She even has an animal no companion. Prob- there is no problem that cannot be solved by cute forest creatures. <laughs> this is the prize that Blue Bell Snuggle Muffin lived by. This is it truly is. Hopefully this time I get to do something with the piranhas. 
It's it's genuinely possible if you just hard man through it, they just like bite your legs and you just like go out the room. I know, but I have to be honest, being eaten by a small piranha seems like something that Pete might not be tougher than. Okay. So this is a medium sized swarm, so it's going to take you five power points to control this. Oh really? Yes. Oh, shoot, so that, that one isn't going to be enough. Cause no, 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 the power the points you're spending, not the skill. Oh, okay, and that's, the, that's okay. how much magic. Did I Which reset, did I reset yes. the yes, days? It's, it's only going to really be relevant if you failed it a couple of times, because okay. like, you could only do that twice, couldn't you, before yeah. you went out entirely. Because yeah. yeah. this, this is a river full of piranha. Yeah. This is not ten piranha. Yeah. Um, I believe a medium... What's medium? Yeah, medium burst template is the entire zone is full of piranha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Doctor Strange, what do you do? Oh, um, I I think, um, I think basically I'm calming them down. Yeah. Well, also, I, I like, think if, if if teamed with Jonathan's plan to throw meat into the river, she could be telling the piranha there's better food up that way. Yeah, you're gonna be doing that. Um, yeah, I was thinking of that. I was trying to think of a way to get them away from Pete and. Do you have some meat though to throw in? Well, we've got. You could shoot some monkeys. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. Well, I don't know if Doctor Strange is okay with that. <laughs> no, I'm really not okay with him doing that. that. That's usually a bad guy thing, anyway. Well, like, what, what about? We, I think don't think it's unreasonable that we would have supplies yeah, given yeah. that we've got food in that. So yeah. Jonathan's throwing some of our food into the river. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll be basically telling them that further up river there is a. Uh, an already already vulnerable piece of meat, yeah, so, opposed to this kicking piece so of meat. So, Jonathan, you you start chucking, trying trying to get as big a splash as you can, some of your rations into the water, essentially. And it is obviously preserved meat rather than absolutely fresh meat, which is not what the piranha would prefer instinctively. But on the other hand, Doctor Strange leans over and starts making talking to them in piranha. So. <laughs> That was awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> you win the Pariah Prize. <laughs> and thank you, team, for preventing Pete from getting eaten. <laughs> uh, this, is ten, this will last for ten minutes, so yep. this should almost solve your problem, because that's just slightly under the time you're going to need to get there and back again. Okay. Okay, so... The Pariah... <laughs> Pete, you see Doctor Strange leaning over and going... <laughs> at the river. Well, Jonathan chucks them. And you see... A few things brush possibly. Yeah, you will get like one or two nicking bites, yeah. but you just hard man them off. Yeah, yeah. And the swarm goes, and the bubbling, boiling water moves off a little way down the river, literally yeah. moving his own away from you and going. Nah, 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 yeah. nah, nah, nah. You, okay, run <laughs> as fast as you can. Grab the bridge. Start running it back again. Yep. Uh, you don't actually need to climb up to it because it's almost dangling in the river yep. at this stage. What you do need to do is make an athletics check at a plus two bonus to get back and get this done before the spell wears off. And back again. Oh, I caught that. Hold on. Yeah, that was a pretty terrible roll. Put no. <laughs> <laughs> off the table. Skills. Okay, so that is a nine. Okay, and with copious ease, yeah, the, uh... you will be able to. You will have ample time to bring this over, tie it on, pull it up. You climb back up the cliff. Yeah. 
Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me on the Pittsburgh Peak Man. <laughs> well, I've got to say, you, you guys know that Pete can actually run moderately fast because he is a big fit yeah. guy, not as fast as Jonathan, who's a fleet-footed guy. But, yeah, the thing but, is... Um, it does occur to you that Pete appears to be running faster than you've seen him running <laughs> in his non-piranha environment. If, if you could flat run it, if the water was ankle-deep, you'd do it with ease, but if yeah. it's chest-deep, you're doing that... <gasps> yeah. Run. And you come out with but, but Pete does appear to be pe- putting on a greater burst of speed than he was pre the discovery yep. of the waters were piranha. It's, it's, like, he, it's like he was inspired <laughs> by yeah. something. The, the piranha seemed to have nicked the piranha seemed to have nicked bits at the front of the shirt. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Team Piranha Saving. Go go team taking beast breath as a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your just just before you do all the beast related <laughs> So Pete climbs out of the river, he's got a couple of manly piranha gashes across the chest, exposing yeah. his rock hard pictorials yeah. as he climbs out of the river. See the difference between you and me is I, I don't mind this. <laughs> and Pete, you lash the vines that people have given you around and tie them on yeah. solidly and jump up and down on the bridge a bit. And yep, yep. it's as solid as it's ever going to be. Okay, I, I, I think I lean cautiously yeah, as on in the you, bridge. You put your weight forward on one foot yeah. and it goes... To be honest, I think when it was new it probably couldn't take a guy my size jumping up and down on it, but it is a rope bridge. And you make your way across the river. Yep. Yay! No problem. Of course, and Pete will go across last, given that he's the heaviest. Day one is solved. Yay! Holy heck. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, Day two is another obstacle. <laughs> Couldn't we have a reshuffle of that deck? Where are all Sadly, the clubs on no the top? Yet. The problem is, is they'll bring all the... I'd like to reshuffle space. the deck for the people who are complaining. <laughs> It could be, you could find NPCs and fabulous treasure. <laughs> or another club. Yeah, probably another club. <laughs> okay, well I managed not to get into by piranhas, so that's a plus. <laughs> I really don't think that's... I mean, obviously toughness is better than no toughness, but I really don't think you can out toughest piranhas yeah. at all. <laughs> I, I saw a documentary on YouTube. Apparently, piranhas aren't that bad. You have to basically starve them yeah. for weeks before yeah. it gets that bad. Actual piranhas don't work like this. Yeah. Pulp piranhas, on yeah. the other hand, <laughs> just <laughs> sit in rivers waiting to strip cows to the yeah. bone yeah. in 10 seconds flat. Yeah, well, it's, also, uh, it's one of those areas where like, it's where if, you, if you have to jump through a broken window, absolutely uh, be in the pulp now, universe. If but you know, do it, pulp, piranhas are wor- pulp piranhas and tarantulas you don't want to hang out with. If they're yeah. militarily engineered piranhas, for the military secret schemes, then they're extra dang. It's in fact two B great movies. There's more, there's more. There's more. Well, I know there's the original Piranha and Piranha Two, both of which were their militarily upgraded piranhas. There's more because there's at least five, which I believe is the one where they used a plastic fish, where they held it to their necks and went, "Ah, oh, no, it's eating me." Which was the first one I saw, and my mum and I just sat there, we, and we were like rolling on the floor with laughter, literally. Yeah, <laughs> and they're holding these plastic fish at, to their necks while fight, obviously yeah, shaking up and down. Yeah, I can beat the great piranhas for viciousness. Hmm? Attack of the killer tomatoes. They drop a tomato in a fish tank with piranha, and it eats the piranhas. Yeah, so you're not going to find tomatoes in the pocket because that's too ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> but ludicrous cow eating piranhas. Ladies and gentlemen, we've just seen a werewolf attack film for two dollars and fifty nine cents. 
apparently the, the, the legend, legend came from the fact that um, the place which has the piranhas in it, they wanted to impress this American embassy guy, and um, apparently they, they cornered off a bunch of piranhas in a, in a small area and made them starve for two weeks. And then when the guy was sitting there on the beach watching this display, they dropped a cow in there and, and the fish devoured it in a, in a crazy frenzy. And the guy was like, these piranhas are terrifying. Yeah. He wrote this big article. No on one should ever come to your country. <laughs> yeah. He wrote this, this article it's about the monkeys how, in Brazil. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I hear the monkey problem is even worse now. <laughs> yeah, and he wrote this article about how horrific these piranhas were and that's what he took back to America and that's why they've got this, this legend of being this, this they awesome. strip you down to the bone. <laughs> it's like, okay, piranhas aren't actually as bad as that. I mean, they would do that if there was staff, but... So, um, yeah. do you, um, do you know the, do you know the Simpsons story? No, I don't actually watch much Simpsons. Well, the conception was that they wanted to, um, go to Brazil, they wanted to take the Simpsons to Brazil, mm-hmm. but, um, the Brazilian government got all snotty with them. Okay. No, 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 no. that's, that's not quite. Uh, it. It's, they, they wrote a, the Simpsons go to Brazil episode. Yeah. Um, wherein, among other things, you know, they're kidnapped by, um, you know, criminals who kidnap white any white people that show up, um, a bunch of other things, and, and one of the jokes is that there are monkeys that steal everything from you. Okay. You know? And it's it's just a passing gag, you know, the monkeys run up and steal their wallet, and the Brazilian government went apeshit, and um, claimed it was a massive blight on their reputation, and, and, you know, demanded America ban the Simpsons forever, retract the episode, wipe it from existence, formally apologize to the Brazilian government, blah, 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 blah. Whereas everywhere, everywhere else, the Simpsons have gone and abused the hell out of the countries. The countries just kind of shrug and go, it's you, know, a Simpsons. you know, it's a Simpsons episode, get over it. <laughs> and Brazil made this gigantic stink about it. The Simpsons, of course, did, did nothing about it. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, they just can, there's just continuous abuse of Brazil. Every time it comes up, <laughs> the Simpsons abuse them again. And, and one, of the, one of the gags that comes up later is, you know, ah, where could we go now? Where could we go on holiday? Denver? Colorado? Brazil? I hear the monkey problem is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> It's the government getting unnecessarily snotty, and the writer's going, well, fuck you. <laughs> Did you know you can buy Mr. Sparkle? Like you can Mr. Sparkle! <laughs> you have no idea how happy I am that there's someone else. It's there. another Simpsons joke. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, proceeding on through the death filled jungle. Yeah. Um, you move Pete on. Pete wants to try to recover from the Parada you, you make your way across the creaky bridge. You move on. It's hot out here. Oh, mosquitoes. A lot of mosquitoes. And then you are exposed to the smallest but deadliest thing in the Amazon jungle. The malaria-filled mosquitoes. Can everyone roll me a vigor check overnight? Oh, this is day two. Who's getting malaria? Anyone got sickle cell I've no, yeah. I'm getting malaria. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> There's no way I'm letting someone as cute as Vara get malaria. I made it. I'm down by one. Um, I don't know whether or not I should use my last fake point on it. I, I would suggest yes at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want malaria. <laughs> Pick a Susan. So, 
Jonathan, you of course recognise the, the inherent dangers of malaria, which being polar malaria is basically you wake up the next day and you've got malaria. It doesn't come on slowly. It's, oh no, oh god, I got bitten three hours ago, now I have the malaria. Malaria. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're pretty sure that everyone is being bitten by it. Everyone the next day is running basically low-grade fevers, feeling a bit hot, feeling a bit slow. But you all shake it off because you're awesome cold heroes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a cool story about the Peronis. <laughs> I feel enlightened. I, didn't, I, was, I knew stuff a, about wolves. That was wolves, a pretty, but... pretty recent YouTube one. Um, it's a YouTube channel called um, Recently I Found Out or something. Want to see what happens on day three? Oh, oh, Lord, before, we, before we do, can you tell us what would have happened if we got the malaria? Um, no, yes. he has to turn back to the malaria. Right? Have to go back to diseases. <laughs> Just to uh, annoy you. You start getting, you, you can heal us, obviously. Mm. Um, then you start getting fatigued, basically. Okay. Um, and then you get worse, and then you die. Wow. <laughs> Something in the pop universe that can actually die. kill you. Yeah, yeah, you go well, you, you become comatose <laughs> with malaria. You go down the fatigue track until you either get better or get incapacitated, basically. Yikes. I have got I'm just with the Desert Island game I've had enough malaria. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it anything like Do you wanna see what happens on yeah. day three? Yay! Yay! Hearts is uh, friendly NPC. Oh, cool. Oh, shiny. Uh, so you come across have friendly NPCs. We'll come across something. We'll go. No, I'm missing Jask. <laughs> this is so awesome. Yes, you come across. You come across Jask and Rindy. Oh yes. What are you doing here? I don't know. I lost my memory again. <laughs> I'm happy. I just hang out with him. Yes, but here you are not a tiny gnome. <laughs> I know I'm not a tiny gnome. You're a twitchy archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically you are the survival character in both games. At this point, um, on the third day, um, you find a little lake rather than a river, which must fill naturally from somewhere underground, would be your guess. But on the banks of this is a village. Nothing about this screams that it must be the cult of Kulquahu because they're not making any effort to hide themselves. There yeah. are people actively wandering around, all dark-skinned Amazon Indians, essentially. Also, the journal said it was a week's worth of travel and we haven't been on all the travelling a week. Um, and they appear to be <coughs> chatting to each other in... Portuguese, essentially. Yeah. You wouldn't imagine there'd be a word of English on there. No. Um, and you can actually approach the village if you so desire. I think we'll probably watch them for a little yeah. while and um, see that they let drop strange, eavesdrop a bit, see that they look friendly and then not approach the village. Uh, you watch them for a while. You will see they, they appear to be friendly. Among other things, they don't appear to have a lot of weapons beyond actual fishing spears and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that... You will also notice, as you observe them for a few hours, uh, notice or healing. Um, notice. I can do healing. Notice. notice. It's the same birth for me. Anyway. Nope. I but, you might as, but you might as well do healing because no one else is bringing that yeah, to the table. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Good thing I'm doing healing. I, I got a four on my healing. I got a five. 
based on the number of huts there and the number of people that are actually moving around, you only see a small handful of the same people out doing their fishing. Uh, you think that the village might actually be suffering under some sort of sickness. Um, Doctor Strange, you would diagnose that it's nothing contagious because they have no obvious symptoms. The guys that are out and about aren't coughing, uh, spotted, leprous, anything like that. Uh, Jonathan, you're pretty sure that the majority of the village is incapacitated with some sort of non-lethal, non-contagious illness. Yeah. Based malaria? on the number of huts and the calculations and right, no, okay. not malaria. All right. Malaria would be on the lethal side. Let's um, let's go. See, so once you guys pass this along, let's go say hi. See if we can help. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, by now, a pretty positive faith yeah. in Doctor Strange's medical abilities. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go up to, to somebody who looks like they're slightly important. Um, good sir, we're travellers in the area, and we've noticed that your people are not feeling well. Is there something I can do to help? Or in Portuguese, actually. Yeah. Uh, he looks at you kind of an old man, um, um, well, no, this one's actually a, a comparatively young and fit man. Okay. Uh, I, I have the ability to, yeah, to, yeah clearly, describe. Clearly shirtless loincloth in <laughs> It, obviously, it's what all natives of the Amazon wear yeah. is loincloths. Yeah. Um, sort of feathers in his, in his hair, that kind of thing. And he looks at you, you know, uh, very wide eyed. Strangers are clearly pretty uncommon around here. It doesn't seem alarmed or anything, it actually seems relatively friendly. He says, Oh, great lady, you are a healing shaman. I, I, can, I can help out if I can. Please, yes, come to see our sick. Much of the village has illness. They grow. They grow weak. They drink, but it is not enough. They they are suff- They are suffering. Please come, great healing shaman. <laughs> they the guy brings you into the village and shows you basically they've got a couple of dozen sick people laid out in various rooms, uh-huh. and you can assess them. Okay. Uh, which no pressure. <laughs> um, uh, so at a, at a look over them with your normal healing skill, yeah. you can assess basically they're suffering from um, a reasonably serious dehydration. Um, not to put too fine a point on it, they're also suffering from diarrhea. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's it's not um, massively dangerous for them, but long term it can't be good for them and could yeah. eventually actually kill them with sufficiently long enough exposure. Mm. Um, so... This is knowledge, science, or oh. healing. Ooh, all science. All science. healing. Well, yep, you start <laughs> describing the symptoms. <laughs> you start describing the symptoms, Doctor Strange, and Jonathan and Mara go out and start looking for causes and things, because something must be causing it. Ten for science. Four for science. Five for healing. Okay. It's so. really embarrassing being the dumb one. <laughs> you want to tell someone you hits you with a tank and you river. just shrug it off. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying that so many times it's like, we all make it, we all go off and do something academic here. And Pete stands around <laughs> and looks pretty. <laughs> so all three of you put your heads together and conclude that they're suffering from cholera. Oh. Cholera? Yeah. Um, Poison drinking. Yeah, it is coming, that their, their water supply must have become infected somehow, which could have happened in any one of three dozen different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the And you you all put your heads together and come up with a series of treatments for them and things. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically um, 
you guys will actually be fine drinking here because you've got your water purification tablets, which yeah. get rid of exactly this problem. Um, what these guys need to do is, until the source of the problem cleans up, start actually boiling the water. I was going to say, boiling water is probably the way. Yeah, which is, it's, it's common sense to you. Oh, fire over a pot. Oh, okay. so they, it's, it's common sense to you, but mm. you know, these are simple people. They, they've never needed to do it before, and the problem has just started. They haven't connected it to the water. They've got, obviously, the spirits from the sky are making Yeah, them they're sick. all angry. So, you can actually fix this problem mm. in the short term, in the, in the long term for them. Yeah. By giving them, a, you, can, you can give them a series of medical treatments that'll get the guys who are currently sick up and about again, mm. and you can give them instructions that will prevent them from getting reinf- reinfected. Nice. You solves the problem. Yay. Yay! That's awesome. We did a good. Um, Pete feels glad to be part of the team that did that. The contributing part. Jonathan, because you've got a raise on that, um, you and Mara go out and actually investigate the water, basically. Get some samples and test tubes, shake it round, stir it round until it turns red, and science it. Yeah. <laughs> Is science good? Um, science is a verb now. Well, everyone knows that there's just one science. <laughs> yeah, it's perfectly reasonable that archaeologists ought to be able to deserve your final. I'm pretty sure that um, this is an external contaminant that has been deliberately introduced into their lake. Ooh. Somebody has put poison in here. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's still perfectly fixable, but um, this it wasn't an accident based on a corpse falling in the river or contamination or something like that. Somebody put poison in here. So I think so we I'm should tell you guys. I think we should tell the villagers that they need to know yeah. they're in danger. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if it's the crocodile. Yeah, yeah. I'm the ones who worship the god of poison. <laughs> yeah, I'm completely certain it's the crocodile guys. I also think we should ask these guys what they know about the the crocodile tribe. Yeah. I mean, they live four days down river from. So yeah, we're going to yeah, I think communicate to the the yeah. people that we think the water may have been deliberately and poisoned. Of course, at this point, you're talking to the now better wise old chief chief who just has Opposed all to the the young one yeah. with the loin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was he was the eye candy to come out and greet yeah. you. You've now got the withered old man with the oh, stick okay. and the the no teeth at all, just gone. Oh, He's nice. so wise, he no longer has any teeth left. That's right, young man. I no longer have any teeth left. Okay, I don't think I <laughs> Please don't talk like that. <laughs> I won't do a distinctive voice for the chief of the the chief of the rural folk. Well maybe Thank just you. a slightly less gummy distinctive voice. Oh Shamans, shaman healer, you seek the, you seek the people of the of the endless hunger. Ah, is that what you call them here? Mm. Those who Worship those who worship what they bought, what what our ancestors tell us they bought from the stars eons ago. Mm-hmm. The eye of Kilquato. Oh, goes all the village and they all hide oh. from the, the, the sacrilegious words. The people of the endless hunger, not to be trifled with. We hide from them, for should they find us, even though we are many, they would kill us, for they are more. You think they have found us again? It is time to uproot our village. It will not be the first time. What have they done in the past? Well, never before have they come so close. We have always moved on ahead of them. 
Have they poisoned your, your drinking water before like this? No. Not that we know of. Okay. How much do you know about these people? Ah, much. And he starts spinning you a, thing, a, a string of things that are actually completely contradictory to what you already know. Oh. Um, I'll relay his, this to you. His appear to be passed down from him from the ancestors' wisdoms. Um, and these stories sound preposterously over the top. Um, according to according to his ancestors, clearly mythological and blown up with time stories, um, the cult of Kilquato eons ago endeavoured to summon the great spirit of hunger from beyond the stars, um, only to be foiled when aliens also came down from the stars okay. um, and foiled them with y- using... Uh, the the word he uses is magic, but he describes it as being magic technology, ray guns and flying ray guns and flying crafts and things like that. It, it absolutely sounds like he's talking about how aliens came down and sounds like and a sci-fi film. <laughs> um, it, it, and then we told Matt, and then we told Matt and uh, uh, from the West about it, and he said he was going to found a religion based it, on it. It all sounds so <laughs> preposterously OTT and contrary to what you know that you don't think it's of any actual use to you. Uh-huh. Um, what he can tell you, however, is useful. He says, we know generally where they are to be found. Uh, there are shortcuts, secret ways, we will tell you. Ooh. And he will knock travel time off you. Yes! Um... Because he basically tells you, um, you are walking to Kilquato River and then following it by the code of the teeth again. Big, small, mm. big, small, big, small. But he can basically cut a couple of days off by directing you to about the halfway point down there. Mm. <laughs> so instead of going big tooth, small tooth, big tooth, small tooth, he's going, actually, just go in this direction. Yeah, yeah. And you come out at this point and go, well, okay, it's a big one coming in here, so we need to go little coming out. Mm. And that's three days off our journey. Sweet. Nice. Not only uh, that. Hmm? Sorry. Okay, carry on. If you seek the people of the ravenous hunger, then you will surely be devoured. We can do nothing for you, but wish you good luck. Here. And he goes off into his hut, rummages around, and comes out with what appears to be a relatively small, but yay big, couple of finger length, bright blue feather. Mm. He says, this, wearing your hair or your hat, is a lucky feather. It makes you a, fr- it makes you a friend of the Amazon. Oh. <laughs> no, he's literally got one feather. Ah, okay. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll stick it into mine and, here. <laughs> and whoever is taking this can add lucky feather to the inventory. Right. Weightless and costless. Thank goodness. Yes, you put the feather in your head and tapes it. Well, it does seem appropriate with uh, the, the Doctor Strange Mara had it given the. Um... It's a culture, I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I'm going to be asking about is the ley lines. Yeah. He can tell you generally that, you know, he is aware that the area is filled with strong mystical energy. Mm. Which explains why so many strange things have happened here, like the aliens. Yeah. Specifically, he knows nothing. Uh, he will tell you, over, you know, the, ah, the strange things still come even now, drawn by the mystic energy. Why, but a day ago we heard 
we heard a great beating sky bird of the like we have never seen uh, before. <laughs> Over our village it flew that away. Oh, is it in the direction we're going? Yep. Okay. Fog is in front. Yep. But not very far in front. No, not very far in front. Because fog doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think that the next big thing would be would we be able to stay the night in the village? Of course! You're most welcome to stay here. Rest. Rest yourself. Yay. <laughs> we don't have to keep watch this time. <laughs> Does anyone need any more recovery periods? You're about to come up on another one. But I think but no, I think oh, everyone's yeah. fine now. So I'm not yeah. them anymore. We have hiked through enough of the jungle to finally recover from So you sleep here. The next day you get up, the village has already started packing up. Yeah. And basically they wave you out. Their huts are very much built out of the jungle. They just collapse them with ease and yeah. start pissing yeah. off this so away. You're so pretty sure they'll be fine. Yeah, we, we wish them that we wish they, them all they the best. Are they past their cholera or... Sorry. Are they fast yeah, enough? They're, like, they're you know, mild, suffering mild dehydration at this point, yeah. but they'll, they'll recover fine. Okay. Good thing about diseases in pulp, you get them quick, but you lose them quick. Too. Pretty much, yeah. 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 yeah, you're either dying or you're fine. It's one of the two. It's not slightly amazed. Presuming that you're happy to take his shortcutted trail. Hell yes. Um, had some bee eye candy there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, no, it's. um. We've already got handsome Mike in the party, so he will send one of the remarkably attractive blonde woman with perfect teeth <laughs> yeah, okay. um, to guide you. <laughs> yeah, um, and she will guide you for another three quarts per day and bring you out of these rivers and then wave you goodbye Is and you right? start following the trail again. Yeah, three days. Three days. Move on. Sweet. Sweet. And she'll be like wearing a bikini top and a and a kind of a sashy bottom of course, type thing. Of course, basically. If, it, it, it would be a fur bikini, but it's not a cold environment, so it's a yeah. leaf bikini instead. Uh, yeah, kind of a, that's, a leaf bikini. Mm-hmm. Leaf, leaf, leaf. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's leaf, leaf, grass skirt. Ah, yes, yes, of course. And the last day does not draw any encounters upon <gasps> Yay! Well, some of them are good, some of them are yeah. bad. So. Yeah, we've had Spades a- is enemies, though, so it's too, but it's too low to generate. Yay! <laughs> okay. At which point, you are done with your Amazonic journey. Yep. Um, you, I presume, follow the Code of Teeth again. Yeah, yeah. And are pretty sure you were going the right way. And you all rest. You're pretty sure, based on the direction you've been given, you'll be coming across the Cult of Kilquato in their secret temple sometime tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and when you, you get up the next morning, move on, and very early in the morning, you find something else instead. <gasps> Um, you come out into a clearing and just actually you are coming up on a clearing based on the tree lines and there is a smell in the air that unpleasant coppery smell of death Mm. that's troubling you're welcome to go forward Wander forward at length, creep forward silently and have a look, etc., etc. Well, uh, I guess Pete can creep forward as the only one in the party with the stealth. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know else to get that, are you? <laughs> Creepy Pete creeps? No, I'm not. I, I'm Creepy an old Pete. lady. Everyone hears my joints as I move. Creepy Pete creeps? Nothing's this stealthy like a big ass guy. <laughs> okay, so you all just wander forward? No, I no, 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 no
Yes. I didn't say I was going to do it well, <laughs> but I can certainly make a check. Okay, on the other hand, that is a single success. Okay. So you're telling everyone, wait here, I'll go and visit Yeah, yeah. So um, Pete's been um, practicing. Pete picked up some tricks from that French spy, uh, French spy Annabelle in Paris. And some tricks from Evangeline's continued attempts to kill him. <laughs> yeah, probably your girlfriend um, also gave you some tips before that as well. Yeah, but I never really... Emily. But I never really picked up on those ones, whereas now I realise what she was well, trying to tell me. you're looking at her beautiful eyes. <laughs> you creep forward into the jungle, <clears throat> moving ten minutes ahead of these guys, maybe, and come out into this clearing. And... Oh, there's been a fight here. Um, there are several things obvious in here. Most obviously in the corner of the clearing, there is a helicopter. Ah, uh, yep. It. Then there are a lot, and I mean a lot, of dead in, dead Indians. Uh, Amazonian Indians. Yeah. Cultists of Kilquato. They're dressed yep. with the necklace of crocodile teeth. They have weapons still on them. There, and it looks like there has been a fairly intense fight here. Uh, um, you can probably guess who they were fighting, given you have yeah. all the pieces at this point. Um, a, a large number of them have been slashed with some sort of steel blade. Um, several more of the, and several more of them look like bits of them have been disintegrated. Yeah, and uh, the remainder appear to have been lectured into a state of unconsciousness. <laughs> A uh, fog also has a disintegrated gun, uh, yes, presumably yeah. from Von Braun. Yes, but I like my theory. Yeah. <laughs> Bored them to um, death. Yeah, well, some of them just looked dispirited. Of Elsa, Fog, and Maxwell, there is no immediate sign. They're certainly not lying dead in this clearing. So. But there has obviously been a hell of a fight here. You are looking at you are looking at about a dozen dead um, dead cultists. Alright, so I will immediately go get the others because yep. um, we need to recover the Eye of Kulkoto before Maxwell Fogg and Phileas take off with it. Yep. It's, it's Amanda Hunt's only chance. Yeah. And you guys come back, yep. see this clearing, and can draw. Uh, if you actually want to hunt around and look at it, things, you can draw more conclusions from this. Yeah. Well,. Um, there's presumably only one way in and out of this temple. Now that we're in front of it, they presumably can't get back out. Yeah, you, you haven't found the temple yet. Yeah, but um, wait, the helicopter was over. Did we, did we, is the helicopter over there? Yes. Cool. Clearly, the helicopter is parked here because this is the spot they could land it. There's also a campfire here and things. Okay. Um, I propose this wise, guys. Given the the level of peril that we're in. Um, if we don't recover the Eye of Kolkoto. What about you guys look around at the bodies? Pete will just have a little visit to the helicopter. Pay a little visit to the helicopter. <laughs> sure, sure. Good idea. Do you need a hand? Yes, please. <laughs> a little helicopter's room. <laughs> I'm going to um, investigate any easily removable co- but crucial components of helicopters might You're be. Uh, you want to break the helicopter, yep. yeah. Just using the Mara initiative. No, yep. not, I, I, I'm not never going to fix it. I'm just not going to fix it until after we get the eye. Yeah, it makes, makes, it, makes good sense. Plus, this way you'll know what's wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, people go... Around. Yep. yep. So we've got um, Doctor Strange and um, Jonathan looking at the bodies. Yep. Mara and Peter buggering the helicopter. Mara yep. and Peter buggering the helicopter. So this is, unless you have um, better skills and better arguments for it, survival to basically look at the, all the tracks, work out what happened here. 
Doctor Strange could conceivably use heal to um, look more at the bodies. Yep. yep. That's yeah, the pattern of who's been killed, when, and yeah, how. Yeah, co- combining with Jonathan's survival yep. to follow yep. the trail. Yep, so two yes. separate checks. You're not yep. separate with each Nope, I'm uh, I've got nine. Okay, so Jonathan, your conclusion is the same as Pete's. There's been a big fight here. Um, any tracks that are here are basically completely destroyed in the sheer amount of them. There have been a lot of people moving all around the area, mashing up every single track, so... You can't find any clear trail out of here. You can't find any useful signs to tell you anything other than a bunch of people move through this area. Uh, that's about it. Nine. Mm. Nine healing? Okay. Right. Uh, these people are dead. Yay. That's what you conclude. Um, Thanks. They have been killed. <laughs> I was hoping for something with a raise. <laughs> yes, yes. They, they have been killed. <laughs> he was just taking the They've been killed by, you are quite certain, Elsa Fogg and Maxwell. Yeah. In whatever combination. Uh, Elsa appears to have killed the large majority of them by herself. <laughs> That's terrifying. Um, of the, or awesome. Of, the, do- of awesome. the dozen people here, three quarters of them have been dropped by her. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, Moreover, there are other bloodstains around the area suggesting that several more people were wounded but not killed in this fight. Mm. It's a good um, thing she loves you, although she'd take your part. <laughs> well, she has kind of said if I cross her in this um, quest, she will take me apart. <laughs> they have not been dead for long. Um, these bodies are a day old <coughs> at most. Um, so this happened recently. You've just come across this in the morning. Um, there is a dead fire. This fight had happened. It clearly didn't happen close enough that you heard it. So you must be at least a couple of hours behind this. But your guess is this happened... Any Well, actually, you've got your rays on this. So based on the lividity and body temperature and insect decay and I blah, 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 blah. You see us eye the scene. Yeah. And it unnecessarily zooms in on the on the gratuitous yeah, yeah. wounds on the corpse for no particular it's all reason. Fake hey, one, this, this, is PG, this is a PG thing. Yeah. It's, it's it's all, this is in the all... extra scenes in the yeah. DVD. <laughs> I imagine this, because of the setting, it's more like Sherlock Holmes, uh, where yeah. she's talking to herself and it zooms in. I, I could actually see that you look at the wound and then look up and you see the extrapolation of here's the guy falling backwards, the sword, so yeah, Elsa it's, must so have been it's, standing it's, here it's like, like this. In the, it's like in the Batman yeah, game very where much you, so. can, you, you look at the corpse and then you see him taking the blow from the other guy. <laughs> so your guess would be this happened sometime very early last night. Um, so there, this is about 18 hours odd ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So they're they're ahead of you, but not even by a full day at this point. Oh. Um, moreover, uh, you will actually get because you have your rays on this from the splatters and things. Um, cultist weapons hey. are poisoned. Yeah, ones that are still here. Mm. Um, many of them have been taken away, which would suggest that the cultists uh, probably won the battle. Um, the, the fact that. Um, the weapons have been taken off. Sorry, Bleh. losing my train of thought. Um, many of the weapons have been taken away, which suggests either the cultists won the battle and took their weapons away and missed a few, or Fog and Co. took whatever they could carry that they thought would be useful and left a few behind. Because when you've got six poison spears, having seven isn't really all that useful. Mm-hmm. 
which which of those two it is, you can't really draw a conclusion on from the blood trails and that sort of thing. But there are some more poisonous spears around here if anyone feels adept at handling poisonous crocodile teeth and spears. Blow darts and that sort of thing. I'll grab where the necklace is then. Sorry. Ten paws. Ten paws. First you want to go to the helicopter? Yes. And then she, she looks at the ground and goes... Hmm, as the player leaves the room. Yeah. And we cut to inside the helicopter. You are looking around in here. Yep. Um, this is definitely not um, Fog's usual. It is not a nice, fancy helicopter. Yep. It is a cheap, beaten up piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, this is the fastest piece of, piece of shit, shit in the Amazon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you want to take it apart in such a fashion that's hard to diagnose. I, I, what I'm looking for, I, I'm looking for like if it was, it was a car there's super crucial bits you can remove from a car like Absolutely. spark plug like you can take out the spark plugs and it won't go yeah. anymore. Absolutely. Um, ideally things that won't be super obvious yep, yep. but principally you're, things that the helicopter won't go without. So you're not physically smashing anything, you no, basically no. open the panel disconnect the ro- disconnect the rotor connection and actually take out some, take out a couple of bits of the wiring and a few of the plugs that make it connect. Yep. So no matter how much you push the start button, the rotors are never going to twirl. I mean, the helicopter is never going anywhere. Yeah. Or so at least this is what you're attempting to do. Yeah. So what I'm looking for here as well is that this will be rever- potentially reversible. Yep. Give me a repair check. I will assess. By all means. Glad. Oh. Nope. Desire. To succeed in this enterprise, and that gives me the plus one that I. Oh no, wait! I've got a plus one for my toolkit. I don't actually need that. Yay. I just make my but success. Was going to say if you are failing, you have your choice of you can sabotage it irreversibly or do nothing. Yeah, your your call. But no, um, I make my success. Can I have a pencil, please? I'm on the right helicopter spark plugs on my. Yes, <laughs> as it is, you you take out some of the helicopter spark plugs. <laughs> um, oh no, that's on, not quite what yeah, you said. Yeah, it's, it's nice it's and memorable. Based on how you've done this, you having taken this apart, you could repair it. However, what you couldn't do is repair it in an urgent hurry. Yeah. Because you haven't got a ray in that. So it's going to be a problem if, say, you need to leave this helicopter to use this helicopter to leave ahead of swarming cultists yeah. or what have Yeah. On the plus side, neither can fog. Yeah, correct. Yeah, which is the, the his, main... And his one would be much harder because he doesn't know what the problem is in the first place. The main guy, and um, I'm not... Oh no, Maxwell probably has pretty good repair. Hmm. Um, but the um, the main goal is that they not be able to take the artif- nick the artif- nick off with the artifact, get out in their helicopter, fly away, and leave us buggered. Correct. Um, and and a basic examination reveals the helicopter is still quite flyable. Appears to have gasoline. You know, it starts. So its components seem to work until they don't anymore. Yeah. No problem. I wouldn't necessarily be sabotaged the helicopter just up or really just to win, but, you know, I really, really, it, it, you know... Yeah, you it, need the eye of the quarter. Yeah. And I kind of... It's hard to see any reason to kill a million cultists of Colcato if you're not here to nick off with them in a priceless mythological Don't artifact. Switch. Can you give me a cult check as well? <gasps> sure. You do a cult checks as well as other checks. That we do. Can't wait to be so good. Okay, my shit's slightly okay. Five. <coughs> it's, it's it's interesting. 
based on where the blood splatters lie, some of these appear, in fact, about three of them appear to have come from people who were sitting down. Um, and we get the, the Batman what oh, happened okay. montage again as we see like Elsa Fogg and Maxwell were sitting around their campfire when they were attacked. Mm. So they were ambushed by presumably surprised ninja cultists because you've, yeah. you've heard these guys are deadly sneaky. Yeah. They could be watching you right now. Dun, dun, oh. dun. Um, but, you know, they were sitting around and in a slightly odd way. You know, why was Fogg over here and Elsie? Here. You know, if you drew a line here that's now been erased by all the footprints and everything, we run trampling all over it. Another line here, line here, insignia here, insignia. Yeah, this is the ley line point. Okay. Not actually at the temple per se, it's here. What can we do about this knowledge? Well, did they complete the ritual? You don't know. How would I find out? Do you have any divinations? Gain a raise on your occult roll. Oh, okay. Do you have any divination magic? Um, I could do a ritual, yeah. Might be worth it at this point, actually. I think the logical thing to do is go find Elsa, Fogg, and Phileas yeah, before if, they yeah. get the eye. If you're looking for divination using it with the occult skill, then no, you need an area where there are spirits to talk to you. Like okay. a graveyard or a haunted house or whatever. A random clearing won't do okay. it because there's, there's nothing here. Well, there's a lot of dead there's people. A mass, there's a well, mass battlefield yeah. <laughs> around a ley line. It, admittedly. Yeah, it's a ley line <laughs> ritual site. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I wasn't thinking of the dead people that were here. I was thinking yeah, of someone yeah. who saw this In, in any case, I don't think we want to... It's a, it's a long casting time. I don't think we want to spend that kind of time. It's yeah. really Ten minutes. Uh, okay. I'm not even sure it's ten minutes. Um... Yeah, let's find out how long it takes them. Yeah, well, if it's okay, if it's really short. One minute. (laughs) All right, that's pretty short. All right, that doesn't seem like a lot to lose. I mean, all that happens is if she does the ritual and there aren't any spirits, is nothing happens. Mm. Yep, okay. I I can't argue with the conception of this may be cast with the occult skill at minus two. It requires an entity to be present that is capable of answering. This is commonly commonly a seance in a haunted area, but could be used in sites of strong spiritual power, like, yeah. like this. Yeah, <laughs> like right here. So, so you will not be speaking. You will not be speaking to the dead here because yeah. their spiritual essence is not going to leave enough. This this has been a big a battle, but it hasn't been a massacre or anything that would leave restless spirits. Right. You'll actually be speaking to the earth itself, oh. drawing the answers out from the ley line. Okay. This will be I, I can see that if you manage to pull this off, you'll get the old white glowing eyes. Look. Okay. So you sit about where you think the centerpiece would be and put your hands on the earth and commune with it. To try and draw answers. A cult of minus two. Okay. Uh, Ooh. Five. Nice. Okay, so that is a success. Yeah. Uh, you may answer one question that can be answered with a yes, no, or possibly. Did did Phileas, Elsa, and Maxwell complete that ritual? Yeah. Did um, did the was the ritual that was um, um, Great Mother Earth? There was a um, there was some sort of ritual placed here earlier on last night. Was it completed? Reach down, you feel something answer you. It is not a sense of a being giving you a yes, no, giving you a yes or a no clear answer in words. 
is just a sense of energy of the environment, the spiritual energy that is here. It is weaker, drained somehow. And you have your answer. Yes. They have already completed the ritual that they came here to do. Yes. Crap. I will do whatever I can for you. Now I finish the ritual. And you you will be able to pick up somewhat what has happened here. Basically, <coughs> they've they've drained a big pile of energy out of this center point on the ley line. So it that's will what they've been doing. it will come back again over yeah. over time. You know, within uh, within sort of maybe maybe a decade or so, we back at a point Sheesh. it was. Yeah. And it's not going to really do any harm to the environment or anything. The question is, what are they doing with that energy? That's From multiple points, too. Yeah. yeah, well, the theory was, um, I believe the phrase, the power of a god, was used if they managed to hit all their ritual sites. And once again, we are too late. Well, we came here for a mission. Yeah, we have to save Amanda. We'll just have to be faster at the next leyline site. Yeah, there wasn't anything we could do here. Okay. And are you moving on in pursuit of the Temple of Kilquatha? We are. Yep. Okay. We are. Or move to, shall I move to a dramatic conclusion? That would be good. Let's get into okay. So you move off into the jungle. Um, Jonathan has been unable to find any clear tracks or marks to indicate which way the cultists fog or either might have gone. But you have a pretty good idea where you were going for your original purpose. Pete's jangling a couple of spark plugs in his pocket yeah. <laughs> as uh, he goes. I'd probably grab some stuff. If I find anything that looks like it's appropriate for an occult ritual or something like that, I'll be grabbing things from Look, the site. Maxwell's and that stuff, you mean? No, no, no. I mean, like, stuff that's been left, left behind from the, the crocodile cult. Yeah, the the guys that are still here appear to have, you know, weapons and things like that. None oh, of the stuff... just weapons. None of the stuff you, um... Uh, actually, can you give me another occult chip? Oh, okay. You actually have the chance to examine people. So. Uh, sucks. Okay, so none of them appear to have um, appear to have weapons. Uh, that uh, uh, um, they appear to have, you know, mostly weapons and loincloths and yeah, yeah. Uh, things like that on them. Um, <coughs> these necklaces of crocodile teeth are. Very interesting, though. Um, and as you look at them, you you th- see that they have unusually leathery skin, almost as if their their skin is serving as some sort of actual armor. Okay. You you are aware of rituals that you could theoretically use to give yourself protections, but literally the armor spell would give you an armor bonus to your toughness. Mm. Um, and it looks like something like that has been done from a very minor version. Um, you think essentially that they are all receiving plus one, plus one of toughness out of armor mm. from their crocodile teeth necklaces. Mm. They are literally the necklaces are magical in some way. All of them. Yeah. Oh, so does it stack on top of normal toughness? Uh, it wouldn't stack with other armor. But you're not wearing armor. So, so like, if everyone in our group had a necklace, we would get a plus one armor bonus? Yes, your skin would become more leathery. 
I don't want to wear one of those things. They're evil god magic. <laughs> just a success. Just a success on your occult. Yeah. Thing? Yeah. That's the extent of what you get then. I don't want to wear an evil necklace. Uh, I was going to wear one, but I'm not now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to wear one because, like, I'm. I didn't say no one else is allowed, so I'm just No, saying, no, no, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I didn't know they were, like, totally evil. Well, you know, well, if the, the necklaces are I sacred. I don't think that they would put them on their own people if they're evil. Well, they're evil people, so yes, that was fine. Yes, they're, they're sacred to the god of Kulkwato, the, Kul the evil out-of-dimensional god of hunger and poison. That's I, how the I magic works. Am I able to works. do any extra checks, or is that all I get? That's what you get a raise. So last time you're Chandra did that, he ended up like getting a curse. So you're 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 confident that basically activating them is as easy as wearing them. Mm. You you put it on and it does its thing or it doesn't. Um, and wearing multiple of them will have no purpose. If you wear seven of them, you don't get plus seven armor. You get yeah. plus one armor. Period. Do you want to take the gun? I'd like, I'd like to take the chance. Okay. Well, you're the most experienced occultist. You, yeah. you might be able to protect yourself even if there is evil magic. You so. put you put the necklace on, and you you we we go to I think the back of your hand, which is of course a, a little bit wrinkled with age, but not yeah. too much because you're being played by a fifty year old pretending to be a seventy yeah. year old. Because when you go past the age of forty, you become old instantly. Yeah. Um, and your, your already slightly wrinkled skin sort of contracts further and becomes harder and leathery as if you've been out in the sun for days. Mm. Days and days and days upon end. That, that, you've seen those people who have got that incredible, I've been at the beach my whole life, tan yeah. with their skin is that dark brown leather. Like the sailor look. Yeah, very much so the sailor look. Your skin starts to go like that, and you're feeling quite good and think this is working quite well. And that's when... The, that's when you feel this kind of gnawing sense of hunger in you. This burning almost... It's not... It really isn't anger. It's not anger you feel directed anywhere. You don't feel a need to strike anything. You just feel this the need to consume this state of hunger. And are you perchance a worshipper of the evil god Kilquatha? No. The necklace teeth turn and stab you. <laughs> and we see Doctor Strange puts it on, she looks all good for a moment, and then she goes, Ah! and clutches at, the, clutches at her chest where the necklace teeth have suddenly gone thunk into her skin. And that is where we will leave it be for the wow. session. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it got exciting, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. A different dramatic And now you've worked out the, the bit you didn't get on the raise, which these work great if you happen to be a worshipper of Kilqua. Yeah. So it was a very powerful magic artifact, and it was always possible that it had a religious protection attack. And hey, no evil curse. What do you mean by no evil curse? Well, this isn't an evil curse. This is, just, this is a um, alignment restriction. <laughs> Are you calling this an alignment restriction? Yep. Well, yep. that seems to be splitting your hairs awfully fine. <laughs> Look, it's not a curse. The necklace just comes to life and tries to eat you if you put it on. And next session, refresh. 
Yay! And level to the next tier, I think. Yep, I'm probably going to need that to uncurse myself. We may actually need to resolve the whole Doctor Strange gets eaten thing then level. (laughs) Very much so. On the other hand, you know, it's a necklace. Yeah, yeah, I think There's only so much it's going to do. I think we can take the necklace. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you said about the bridge, but then you realised you didn't have any rope. So you know what you need to use? A complicated magical spell to solve We I'm slightly more The lesson here is don't rely on Grant's character carrying all your stuff. Because um, I, I was going, oh god, she's going to turn cannibal. We're going Let to have go. to knock, knock her out and, and, you know, take this this necklace off and burn it and then we're going to feel bad because we knocked an old lady unconscious Hey, you make it sound easy. You remember what happened with the last old lady? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's right. You want to watch those possessed old ladies? Yeah, oh, well, Pete, Pete, Pete's not funny. Pete can't take an old lady. We established that earlier. I feel much better think, about Pete now that he's actually had some fights where he won versus the first fight. I was just getting his butt. This is my favorite fight. I'm actually kind of okay with it. Well, it's also that I didn't do very well with the terrorists because I got shaken like four times. I'm okay with that then. Well, no, but it wasn't even like I was contributing very much. I was finding like one terrorist in the back room while Mara dived through a portal alone to face. No, 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 no. Second time at the Statue of Liberty. Oh yeah, yeah. I took a million terrorists at the Statue of Liberty. I am amused that um, the the the, fucking rock again. I think we did have right. We did. Like right at the beginning of the game. No, they they couldn't. You know. No, they could just use rope to climb yeah. the wall. I was like, no, dude, the only part, the only people, your your wall would be safe from, from yeah, getting, yeah. Pe- this, getting over. This is this <laughs> Because uh, we will never you, have You rope. do realize, in the next D&D campaign, no matter our class, our race, or alignment, we're all carrying rope. Everyone's carrying like 800 feet of rope. The only reason I'm not carrying rope right now is because my butler had it. My butler left me. Yeah. I am highly amused, however, that um, the the, the conception genuinely is not only did you not have rope again, but you solved the problem with another complicated magical spell (laughs) solution. (laughs) By God, we can certainly engineer a way around the lack of rope. At, At some point, you're going to run into a situation where you're not sufficiently high-level spellcasters to solve the problem, and you're just going to stare at the wall and go, how do people do this? I will point out the pattern, <laughs> we used a magic spell to solve the piranhas. We solved the root bridge problem via peak muscle. Yeah, I'm counting it. Yeah, you I used a spell that. during the encounter which helped you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kevin, for Pete, we used spells to To be honest, with Pete, I'd actually be reasonably confident in your ability to just hard mad water across the river while piranha eat your legs, pick up the bridge and come back again. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I couldn't do that. It just doesn't feel like, like something it, I could it, it would have actually worked pretty well because it would have been the usual thing of, right, the minions attack Pete. What's your toughness? Nine. Bounce. 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 Get shaken. Bounce. Bounce. <laughs> bounce. You're out of the river. Yeah, but it would actually have been a bit of a problem getting shaken. I still yes. need to take combat reflexes and get a plus two to my shake. Yeah. What is it with me and I? But not next level. Next level, it's trademark weapon time. Yeah. Next level, I told my Reddit story, so now I have to get trademark weapon. Yeah. Also, oh. I finally meet all the fruit visits. 
Well, if I don't have to remove a curse, then I'm going to be going up a level in magic at very least. Increasing your skill dice. Yeah. Yep. And now you can also. I'll else. become richer. Hey, you find a new you find a new herb in the Amazon jungle that you can Ooh. sell as a wonder drug. You can become more wealthy. Well, I'll turn on You just want to be richer than Fog, don't you? Yes. We call it aspirin. Doctor Strange's investments appreciate because everyone's impressed by her awesome heroic adventures. And I'm lovely. I'm I'm a nice nice charming old lady. Yeah, you really are pretty awesome. I like how you take care of Mara. I'm pretty sure. But then I've known you had a great nurturing instance ever since the sky song. Yes. I'm pretty sure that was one well cared for baby dragon. Without digging the character sheet out, that um, putting your resources up will actually make you richer than Phileas. Yes. Because the the conception is that. um, They've all started on. Think about improving our social combat skills, Kevin. The, the conception is they've all started on higher Maybe points, on higher points totals than you. Too, mm. But because they've been cheating their way through the adventures, they haven't been working as hard. So they haven't been yeah. advancing half as fast. Yeah, sweet. So I've well, been that's, slowly getting that's the downside just... to doing it the cheating way. You yeah. know, you don't learn anything. Yeah. It's the Azula approach. Yeah. <laughs> you start it's, off really powerful and then you don't get any better. It's, it's exactly it to a T. I mean, mm-hmm. what did Fogg actually um, accomplish that was worth giving him XP for in Transylvania? You know, he riled up the crowd, but he didn't actually do any investigating. He didn't he did, find any evidence. Yeah, he, he just, just made postured. noises. Yeah. He postured a lot and lost. You know, it's worth some XP. It's yeah, not well, worth as much as you Particularly because he did a complicated occult ma- magic ritual that framed a guy. I mean, well, a beast. I mean, it's not um, it's not good things to do. He certainly did some stuff. He just didn't do as much as we did Yay. without being captured in the Trimic works and producing a dead man to stand in trial and <laughs> swimming and fording a million rivers and things. The dark part is a fast and easy way to power, <laughs> but it's not as powerful Which one as of the us is the rogue of the party? I'm Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. I'm just looking at... It's um, larceny. We're, we're okay. I'm just yeah. looking at this... It still sucks because larceny's ridiculously awesome. I'm, I'm just looking at this relevant edge called Danger Sense that says if you're surprised or ambushed or can't act on the first round, you can do so anyway. Awesome. So even if you're surprised, you act anyway, which is exactly how um, things like the necklace work because it's first round it stabs you you don't get an action because you're not expecting it to do yeah. that but if I had that feat then I could yes. just, I could whip then, it off then you go wait what the fuck and if you if you pull higher an initiative than the necklace as the teeth turn you go oh, I get <laughs> nope 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 anyway <laughs> I'm going to go to bed yep. Yes. Yes. I, get I am too. going to Miriam's house being going to bed. Goodbye, people. Thank Good you for coming. We are playing Falfagin this week. Yes. Yeah.